0: Welcome to Author Act. I'm Tiffany. I'm Sal. And this is the show where we take the comic books from last week, uh, talk about them, review them, break them down, and then at the end of the show we tell you about uh, books that you might want to pick up. And That's also true. sometimes we talk about news. Sal just threw that to me right, literally, as it was going live. So, Is there
1: any news that we should be talking about? Is there anything big going on in the comic world? I mean, I don't... I what think- I-
0: loki came out loki came
1: out we could talk about loki we're gonna review loki obviously the first episode on this show yeah i guess that should have been the thumbnail oops but a lot of big stuff going on in comics so uh, you know that's what the show is it's a catch-all for the most up to the minute news and reviews of comic books unless we skip a week in which case we try to go back if that was an especially big book that week Uh, but we should also mention that we'll be we're gonna be at new york comic-con this week
0: I can literally can't believe
1: it. I can't believe it's happening. Know why? Always creeps up on me.
0: It's not. Cre- I, it doesn't usually creep up on me. But this one. It I mean, did. This one. I was like, wait, what? This one
1: just dropped on me. Like yeah. a bomb. Like the first like Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Sunday, unless nobody's there on sunday we're gonna be there uh tiffany myself and then the crew is coming on friday and or saturday definitely saturday mm -hmm. we're gonna do a meetup so if you want to know where and when we will let you know once we get a lay of the land figure out a good meetup location we're gonna tell you a day and time and a place on the community tab of this channel and comic pop and on twitter
0: and like we'll try to do it as many places as possible Uh, all the social avenues probably Maybe you're like a story on Instagram yep. or something on TikTok. Like, so wherever you're following us,
1: you, you will, will get a notification. Yes. You will have no excuse to say, I didn't know where you were on Saturday. Yeah, you but hook- it
0: will be on Saturday. Yeah.
1: Saturday is the day where you will meet the optimal amount of comic pop crew members. <laughs> right. Which is to say, I think everyone, everyone who's associated with the channel will be there on Saturday. That's right. I think it's fair to say. It's going to be all four of us. Yeah. It so better be. It is. Maybe even if, yeah, even Danielle will be there. Yeah. So you can look at her from across the room. You're like, yeah. there she is.
0: Unless she goes and explores the con.
1: Which actually is probably a good opportunity for her to do yeah, that.
0: Yeah, it's totally fair.
1: Yeah. So <laughs> you will not meet Danielle. But if you want to, she's in the but chat like, right Ethan now. Be- so I, I
0: say Ethan. Like, Ethan better be there.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Ethan's cool. We'll figure it out. He's going to be fine. But uh, yeah, so that's gonna happen. Uh, we're gonna be doing that, and uh, hopefully we'll see you there. If you do see us on the floor, and you're like, "Oh man, there they are!" Come over and say hello. Don't be afraid. Don't be shy. Ask for a selfie. We're happy to do them.
0: Or I, just say hi. Or just say hello. We're not. But I'm just saying, like, like,
1: people don't. People feel intimidated. Don't do that. We're just like you. We we are. We are there to be nerds so please
0: yeah you know like when you like when you meet like a like a you have an encounter with a wild animal and they're like they're more afraid of you than you are of them that's very true we that's are us. yeah
1: we're just as intimidated as you are <laughs> so please say hello that's right so uh we want to also mention this show is sponsored by viewers like you if you're watching the show live you can help the show out by uh using super chats as a question or comment here on the show or if you catch the show after it has already gone live you can use super thanks and uh it's just like having a super chat only we didn't read it on the show but it will be in the comments below and i will read it and give you a heart and probably even reply to it so uh not really transactional that's hardly a a, disp- a proportionate response but uh you know there's there's ways for you to support the channel if you so choose you can also go to patreon.com slash and get some help out there uh that helps us uh more directly although they do take a percentage uh there's no perfect system i'm sorry uh but you do get some perks like you get some early access to back issues There is this week's episode which we teased in the community tab of the main channel that is available right now to watch uh at a particular tier i believe it's morty fleischman uh that's a real deep cut and if you're a, only a fan of this channel you have no idea what i'm talking about so let's just jump into it uh so before we get started on everything i should mention that Wait, i, re- I thought we we're talking about loki loki's at the end we're gonna save loki oh loki's a big loki's a big deal
0: okay yeah uh
1: but i did read (laughs) Shazam by mark wade and dan mora dan mora doesn't has not left this book four issues dan mora action drawing your it's only
0: four issues he better not have left i know but it's like three two issues and he's like you know what i'm good
1: well i mean if i were dan mora i got other things to do i don't gotta i don't gotta draw shazam
0: maybe just well i mean he also did that hershey
1: oh yeah did he do the whole thing though
0: i don't know i'm just saying he did some of it
1: yeah uh, that's fair but like yeah so he did draw all he's still drawing all of shazam uh and it's all the better for it this is a book that
0: i'm like he just loves drawing gorillas
1: if he does then he it really shows honestly in this one you get gorillas you get gorillas wielding machine guns you get gorillas wearing uh space suits you have gorilla city you have gorillas driving motor like uh, not motorcycles but motorized vehicles gorillas for days in this issue i had to read uh, issues two three and four to catch up but uh
0: so the majority know. of the series
1: yeah exactly because yes. i read the first issue and i was like this is fun and then i just completely blanked on it because like shazam is no one's favorite superhero but uh and, and this isn't really <laughs> doing anything to dissuade me but it is a joyful fun book that is all the more improved by dan mora drawing it um the fun thing is that the gods that make up shazam's acronym uh, they're all kind of turning against Shazam, and so they have, like
0: you're not helping our brand. Man. No,
1: and so like they're taking over him sometimes, but they're also they've kidnapped Freddy, and so they're going to use him as like a spy on Shazam. Um, in this particular issue, uh, there's like this kind of weird Brainiac character uh, who is going to take over the moon, and he's in league with this beautiful bee-themed woman who has a who has taken a shine to the Captain. That's what Shazam's new name is i don't know if it's gonna stick but it never does any of them okay Uh, but the uh oh so zeus takes over the captain's body to flirt with her which is really funny
0: well yeah exactly that is on brand it works really well on brand for that but she is like all for it
1: Uh, unfortunately billy who is like 13 or whatever he's like no i don't want to do that i don't want my first kiss to be with this b-woman so he interrupts he shazams out it's it's a cute book does um, it have a
0: moment like in ultimate spider-man with black cat
1: no he does not heave on the bee woman uh, he billy batson has more dignity than ultimate peter parker
0: i'm just saying where she's just like oh my god
1: what have i done no she doesn't care she's an alien she doesn't understand oh, the whole okay.
0: she's like i don't know how old are you
1: yeah i couldn't care less She's like, exactly yeah actually she must be younger than he is because bees live shorter life lifespans of humans
0: no she's older than
1: oh yeah i guess that's true well, anyway, uh, if, if nothing else, you can look at this book. There's there's Tyrannosaurus rexes that are there to serve like the a, a, accountant oh. papers to the Freeman family or to the Shazam family. So like
0: with their little arms.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's great. Like, so it you want to see Tyrannosaurus so rex men, gorillas, bee people. The Moon, shazam it, it, its it has got it all, folks. You know
0: what it is? I—I I, I bet if you're a writer and you're working with Dan mora it must be very freeing because I swear he can draw anything. That's the thing—is like and draw anything. S- and so it's like if you know his body of work, you're—you you're, just like want to, you want to like challenge him be like can he do the reality is the answer is always yes you
1: you just the, the fact is this must be one of those things where wade's like well i've written everything i've written everyone i can write it all i've
0: written it all i've
1: written it all so dan what do you want to see and i go no dan's like i want to draw dinosaurs i want to draw gorillas and i want to draw like bee women and he's like done all three in one issue here you go um, but there are some spectacular pages in this. Just, I mean, it's, just full blown pages where it's like that. That page is going to sell for ten thousand dollars. It's
0: like okay, because you could put Dan Moore. I feel like on any book, yeah, you'd have some spectacular pages. Y-
1: you're going to. I don't know if I, the thing is. I I never want to pigeonhole any any artist to go like I would. I want to see them on every book.
0: No, no, no. I'm just saying like, but if you ended up on like another book, you like you know, given the right uh writer who mm-hmm. the like, writer to give him the free well no i think any situation he could go i'm gonna make this interesting I'm
1: oh yeah no well I'm the thing is it. It, it, it,
0: action-packed
1: he also knows like dynamic pale like page layout and stuff like look.
0: oh my god that gorilla
1: yeah that gorilla in that spacesuit is just just a full-blown page of a of an of a gorilla that in a spacesuit.
0: Is, is
1: it must is be it him, must be bond
0: making him making him shine making that art shine yeah
1: uh let's see who the colorist was uh alejandro sanchez did the well, colors Alejandro,
0: and... you're doing an amazing job
1: yep uh, lady gaga yeah. was right to sing about you but uh so yeah let's let's talk about another book shall we but before we do that let's <laughs> jump into some super chats uh jackson boyd can't make it for the live show tonight he's not even here uh wanted to say thank uh to tiffany for continuing to cover the x books read acts Red Axe and Sinister recently both were great. Hey, I look at that. You. I'm telling you. Look at that. Somebody actually Thank out you. loud is admitting that they read and enjoyed Axe. That
0: isn't me. As, as a, <laughs> That isn't you,
1: but is Thank true. You. Thank you, Jackson. Bryce Harriet. You guys are the best. Sal's my pick to write a Flash. Uh... i I would never write a flash not that i wouldn't want to but like you don't want me to No,
0: but maybe that's the thing it's like my theory that i'm like no if you give a writer a character as long as you're told them you can't do a character assassination but they have less interest in it you might actually that's true story because you're not too i'm not married to the material yeah
1: Yeah. Uh, i 24 love spider-man that's why i've never read a run coming out while i've been cognizant yeah that's fair uh you don't don't read spider-man in in 24 if you are 24 years old, that means you've never been alive when there was a good run on Spider-Man. <laughs> oh my God, that's horrific. I'm sorry. Uh, young Goku over 9,000. Gotham War suddenly got fuego. Nightwing got hands. Also, Immortal X-Men is straight gas. Those reveals were just chess kiss. Yeah. And just when I was wondering when Gene's story was, where Gene's story was going oh, to... Yeah we'll yes. talk about that more in depth there's, there's, i promise yeah because i also read some of uh, the gotham war at the very least i read the batman book how could i not
0: but i uh, like i read some of mortal x-men i was like oh
1: no about i didn't read that i'm sorry hey says okay. billy retro gamer great seeing you guys at zapcon oh. if you haven't already gone you really missed out because there were it's a plethora over. of comic book creators. <laughs> there was a bunch of comic books. I think over 200 long boxes of books. Uh, highest price for most of those books were two bucks. Um, but uh, and looking I got
0: called a nerd twice. My
1: Tom King Eisner Award-winning uh, and future Oscar Award-winning.
0: One time writer. in writing and one time in. Person. In,
1: in person uh looking forward to seeing you at new york comic on tiff what are good books to start my fiance on dr strange she's new to the comics and got into strange through the mcu not a bad uh, entry point for
0: not her. a bad entry point at all on uh, depending on her background and, and other uh materials that she enjoys reading listen my one go-to is typically the oath because it really does a good job of creating uh enough backstory for you to get your feet wet it gives you a really good um kind of barometer on the moral and uh backgrounds of these characters it really allows you to get to know them without a huge commitment into into their world without going like okay now you're going to read this epic collection and that not that i'm saying that the epic collections aren't a great opportunity but it really just goes like hey here you go what do you think
1: right exactly what parts
0: of it did you like Additionally, my introduction to Doctor Strange was 1602. Uh, as much as it's not his book necessarily, uh, you can't go wrong with a Neil Gaiman written book. Um,
1: with a cubert on art. With a
0: cubert on art. So if she happens to be someone who maybe enjoys some history or uh, enjoys like alternate timelines, I'm telling you, it's a, it's actually a really great start. Um, and then in terms of runs, I mean. Listen, you could you can start almost anywhere. It really is going to depend on what she's looking to get out of this character. I mean, honestly, if you're if you, she likes the MCU version of Strange, she might also enjoy um
1: Strange, Strange. by JM Straczynski, creator Battle on Five.
0: Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of that run, but you can feel.
1: The, the movie pitch within yes yeah
0: um so that may not be a bad place as well and then of course i mean i love jason aaron's run i think it's great however it, it is a weird place to kind of pick up because mm-hmm. it's like you have to understand a little bit about him so like if you if if you don't want to go back to like the nineties, like early two thousands, or even into the eighties, um, I would start with the oath and then maybe dally in, into the Aaron run, mm-hmm. and, and then just see what's vibing with her, and then go from there. It's
1: true, LJ. Uh, Hello, Comic Pop. Love the show and the latest F four. Uh, Sue Storm was retconned into being an archaeologist. My question is, what makes a good or bad retcon? Uh, great question. I'll say this, and I don't want to dwell too on it, but uh, too long on it. But I will say. Um, I would rather have retconned that Sue Storm was an amateur archaeologist or a fan. The way that Jean-Luc Picard, like his hobby is archaeology. So it's like, even though he has no business owning a Kern and Nesker, he has one anyway. And you know, you can trust him with it. You know, it's important to establish that your character can be believably interested in something that has different time. nuances and had the time. Because like the problem with characters that are around for 80 years is that, I know what they've been up to for the last 80 years. And I know how long, you know, I've seen every like inch of their lives. Mm-hmm. When did you have time for the archaeology? And that is what where the where the perfect retcon comes in. It needs to be believable, viable, but more important, it needs to make you excited or intrigued instead of asking questions. A mm-hmm. clunky retcon will only make you poke holes in it.
0: Yeah. A, it'll ask a, you
1: too. Yeah. A flawless retcon. It's funny because also some of these uh, like veteran writers are great at retconning. They're just old hands at it, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. some of them are too good at it. I think that they, they they flow so seamlessly that you don't even recognize it is a retcon or you you recognize too, you see the seams. You know, it's like, it's like an over, it's like an over choreographed fight scene, Right.
0: right.
1: you know, mm-hmm. like, like uh, John Wick 4 or whatever, when you're like watching it and you're like, all right well clearly you are just feeling yourself you know it's like a or, or the third hallway fight in daredevil the first hallway fight whoa the second one cool you ratchet it up and it's still dope but like by the third time you're like guys i don't need a hallway fight every time you know you were trying to save money by doing a one shot that doesn't actually show both the fight for people that don't have time to learn choreography like it's brilliant in its, in its execution but it also needs to be able to like do double duty you know mm-hmm. like that that hallway scene is the, is one of the best sequences in all of the MCU's history, even though it's not technically part of the MCU. And it's like, it need and it was needed because of budget and time. Mm. A good retcon is one of those things where it's like, I need to tell this story. I need this to work. I need to work within the framework of continuity. How do I make that happen when you can make it happen and make the audience excited that's a successful retcon for me Mm -hmm. uh rory groth Comic Pop woo hope you're doing well hope you are too rory thanks uh i also read birds of prey number two this is a great series it's written by kelly thompson with art by leonardo leonardo romero
0: this is like month two of me saying i should probably read this book
1: that's what i was thinking every time i read it this one is mostly just black canary being like all right ladies this is the plan and then all of them kind of like arguing or giving some reason why the plan is in some way in contrast to their morals or saying, I can make that plan happen. Here we go. Eventually, at trying to execute one other element of the plan. All of the team comes together and gets into a big fight. And Black Canary is like, I didn't expect everyone to be here at this time. I'm supposed to meet them at the harbor at midnight, but I'm here now in this underground bar fight with these super powered monsters. I guess it's a team. This is really working out for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. We also get a beautiful scene between uh, Black Canary and Sin and her sister. Uh, it's really, really well-written. Um, and I just like seeing these characters. Romero's art is really fun. Uh, you know, has a very like kind of, I don't know. It's like uh, almost a Kirby inspired, uh, but Know it works. It's all it's it's shades of Darwin Cook. You know, there's there's a lot of fun in here and uh good character, everyone's themselves. There's Mm -hmm. no there's no sacrifices being made. Uh there's a book, it's a sleeper book. I'm worried it won't get more than six issues, hell four issues. Folks, if you do find this interesting, you want to see Zealot in more things, you want to see Big barda interact with Harley Quinn or Cassandra you should be pre-ordering this book birds of prey number two it just came out tell your comic book shop you want birds of prey number three or just say why don't you put me on the hook for the whole series because the reality is you're probably only going to be on the hook for the next two to four issues so okay. definitely check that out fun uh, big reveal at the end it's not really a big reveal but it's more like harley quinn's like i know a guy that can help us get under the uh sharks anyway let's move on uh birds of prey number two i recommend it definitely check it out okay what do you got tiffany you wanna jump in on the X-Men train I, already?
0: Or? I, I don't even know where to start this week. This was this was there. I was all over the place. How about Doctor week. Strange? All right, we could do Doctor Strange. Um
1: I feel like you won't have much to say.
0: This Doctor Strange number eight. I mean, I have a lot to say about this, but I don't at the same time. It's Jed McKay, uh Pascal Ferry. Uh you know
1: Great Alex Ross covers. Great,
0: yeah, honestly. Honestly. Like this is if you like Alex Ross's cover game, I feel like Strange has been they've been doing he's been doing a nice job yeah. just overall. Um you know, we've been living in the the McKay world of like things that McKay wishes that maybe they had gone more into detail or more in depth with or just picking up some things where he's like, hey, mm-hmm. they didn't have to follow through with this, but I'm going to go with it. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go back and I'm going to be like, hey, let's let's talk more about this thing that happened in Strange's past. Because yeah, Jed McKay either just grew up reading Doctor Strange <laughs> or just recently read all of it. I don't care either way. You know, we're getting some some really good, fun stories here um that you know have like a classic feel to them but pretty modern yeah at the same time um but you know in uh death of doctor strange right we mentioned the trinity of ashes and i was like oh that's cool people i wonder if we're gonna we didn't do much with it though and i was like that was a shame
1: was it but Jim mckay was like hold on <laughs> yeah no i said that so that it would eventually yeah, come yeah. up No,
0: nah, don't worry we yeah. got we got plenty of time we got plenty of time to uh to get into that and that that's where we're at you know we find out that we've been We've discovered in the past couple of issues that there's uh, a Doctor Strange who fought the the war, the Thousand Years War, and which and, is a
1: thing you talked about at length in one of the episodes. You pull out your old back issues, you were like, This is where, where it came this from. This is where it
0: came from, and you can read all about it there, but not it should have been really. a miniseries written
1: by JM uh d. Mateus. d
0: mateus could have done a great job on it as well. And and, and still we, could. And we did have one issue in this current run that kind of talks, does like a really abbreviated history. Mm-hmm. But there's a really great opportunity there um to kind of delve more in depth with it um but additionally um this they've been like teasing up the fact that it's like here's like a dark dr strange now i feel like like while i love this and i really really do having this come off of the heels of like dr strange dying and then we had old dr strange yeah you know like blue cape dr strange and then dr strange was dead and then we had the harvestman who was Doctor Doctor Strange, Strange. Um, and now we have Doctor Strange, but then there's like this like battle hardened like dog of war, war dog, war War dog Doctor Strange, Mm -hmm. and I'm like, okay, so I'm not angry because the stories are good, but I'm also kind of like, there is like a little bit of a sameness, and maybe that is what people are looking for right now, where it's just kind of the the repetition is comforting Mm -hmm. as opposed to you know just sort of. like me <laughs> or lazy because mm. i don't really want to use that word because i don't think that it's
1: you don't think it's lazy it's I don't not think it's lazy. everyone's trying everyone's doing their job yeah
0: but it's just it's just funny because the more i like when you
1: when you describe it on you, paper yeah
0: when you look back it's like at it, oh I'm that's like, well, like like in its basics sure when you get into the stories less so right you know we've been dealing with a lot of like who killed who like <laughs> yeah and that that's been happening a lot That's like a hallmark and maybe it's thematic maybe this will all come to a head i i don't know like i'm not gonna be like well Jim you know well, it could well. it could actually
1: just be deliberate it's funny apropos uh, just as a as a quick aside um when we were talking about infinite frontier yes. on back issues yes and i had ben and ethan on the show and obviously John, joshua williamson is a, a co-host of this channel now he's on all stars with me we chatted i don't remember if it was on mic or not but i asked him if he caught the infinite frontier episode and he said no i fear it and um uh, we, we talked about it and I said, there's one question that like Ethan kept bringing up and it's like, why is this book a mystery? Like you could have just done the book. You don't need it to be a mystery. Mm-hmm. Why did you keep insisting on making it a mystery? And Josh just went, well, well I like mysteries. And it's like, that's, you know, he's, he's a human it's, it's, being who just likes to write. Yeah. It could be Jed McCasey's is like, well, I like that idea. Well, I like, <laughs> like
0: the idea of different Doctor Strange. I
1: just like the idea of Mister of different versions. Look, the, nobody complains when Spider Man has like seven hundred versions of himself no, in movies it, and it, stuff.
0: It's true. It's true. Um, and I and I do appreciate too to some degree that Strange has really been dabbling only within his own world. And as much as I do, per- I would like to see Doctor Strange doing something a little bit smaller. At least now, what he's doing is dealing with his own past yeah storylines from there as opposed to like either making up something (laughs) which i mean you even then he's not because he keeps bringing it back but you are making something up but within the the bounds and the context of the past yeah um but also not you know trying to like be like oh now we're gonna go deal with this thing over there like no dr strange is dealing with dr strange stuff and i'm like that that's cool you can do big crazy like world ending feeling stuff yes. with him when he's like in another dimension right or like people don't have to know about it because like, <laughs> well, they're gonna do anyway ha right
1: that's true yeah all we need to know is does he survive because right. if he does then he can be in the next marvel event and it's not confused it's not confusing or weird
0: right and i mean obviously um there's been a lot of emphasis on clea being here and sure. their relationship and now that we've brought this other dr strange who is like a lot more like war hungry and he wants to he's like i didn't get a chance to finish that war and i want to and so that's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna finish that war i'm gonna win it okay at, at all costs right. that's basically the the gist of what he's doing he's right. he's stealing like children <laughs> like magical children to create soldiers ah, um, and okay. like dr Strange is like
1: what are you doing that is abhorrent And yeah.
0: um i'm really not okay with that yeah but the idea in this issue is that clea is like goes in uh, under the guise of being like you know when i talked to steven about what we had to do and the fact that we had to kill you other evil dr strange <clears throat> that i uh, i saw in his eyes weakness mm. and so she comes to him and they like kiss and she's like he's like i've always loved you and like I understand you better than he ever could. You're a warlord, blah, 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 right? And she's, and it's like, oh, and I was like, I thought the subterfuge was going to go, like, longer. And I was like, well, obviously, she doesn't mean this. Yeah. Obviously, this is a ploy. Um, and I guess I appreciate that it didn't go longer because McKay is like, I'm not going to treat my audience like idiots, I'm <laughs> going to just like unveil this for what it is. And it's like, oh, she came to kill him, and she's like, I'm not gonna let my husband like try to like kill you, I'm not gonna let him like have to dirty himself like that or to like potentially kill him. I already lost him, I'm not doing that, right? Yeah and uh strange it went off to talk to the Vashanti and he like t- really rips into them He's mm-hmm. really nice he's had an opportunity but like mckay's given him a chance to really blow off some steam and then pull it back together like he at, at one point he really gives the like um umar yes uh and others uh, a real piece of his mind good um which is great it, it's really good and it gives Clea a chance to go like, whoa hey yeah pull it back Only that and i'm like wow when clea's telling you to pull it back like you're, <laughs> you need to take you pause. you need to take
1: pause yeah it could also be it's nice you know what's nice about it is that like you know from from aaron to kate's to mark wade mm. not actually i should i need to exclude wade because there's no way wade doesn't know about strange's history though he didn't really dabble in it as i recall from your yeah. description um mckay pulling in the Vishanti and making them an integral part of dr strange again yeah makes it an inescapable element yeah that is nice because it's like one of the things that like i think the movies and i think that's one a contention that you have yeah is that the movies are very reticent to bring up really any fun element of dr strange's history yes that because they would don't be want to,
0: they don't want to deal with it they, they, they don't they, want to
1: confuse or upset people they don't want, they don't want the memification of a tiger man
0: I think that's that well you you just see his head anyway. But I think it's more that they're they're like, I don't have time to explain all of this. The comics have time right. and I don't have that kind of time. It's
1: like you could if you just tried. Uh-
0: Additionally, like when you show, you know, images of the Vishanti, like you see in in this issue, yes, you can't help but think of other issues from the past. Like exactly, you can't help but think of like Triumph and Torment, exactly, and, and like older issues. So it's like there is an air of nostalgia to his work, but mm-hmm. it's nostalgia ever moving forward,
1: right? Which is wonderful. I think that's a good marriage,
0: right? I, I agree. Not
1: unlike the Clea and Strange
0: marriage, right? Yeah, they're working through it, um <laughs> but essentially, you know, St- Strange is you know whip it up magic he meditates and he's you know whatever he's got he's got plans and he's just like he comes home and he's like where's clea and bats is like oh she left and he's like
1: oh man she's doing it
0: she went like to the farm she went back to where it started and he's like cool i know exactly where she went i have to now great now i gotta save my wife now you force my hand and uh he he goes forth um to the trinity of ashes and he makes a deal with them and then we get another version of Doctor Strange <laughs> and I'm like okay.
1: well it's our version he's just souped up he's got like new power yeah. or something yeah yeah
0: and then you get this you know, what
1: a great know. next Yeah
0: season. so like overall like this is this is a solid great run um I am wondering though how it's going to read from you know, like Death of Doctor Strange to Strange to This and if it won't feel a little more repetitive than it does right now reading it week to week or, or not week to week but month to month uh but you know, like, I, I just can't help but appreciate McKay's, you know, honoring and...
1: Um, like, reverence?
0: Yeah, for Strange's Past and for, you know, threads potentially forgotten. Or not even forgotten, like I said, just just there. That yeah. could be explored. Um, and Pascal Ferry, um, he's not he's my favorite. He's growing on you, he, No, <laughs> he's not my favorite, and I don't want to speak ill of an artist necessarily who's, you know...
1: Giving it their all. Giving it
0: their all and, and doing, like, their version of it, and it's just like for me it's just not my kind of art and at times it shines yeah. and at times it really doesn't mm-hmm. for me um there are definitely some moments in these books where i'm like damn that these is- great looking. Yeah. And then there are a lot of moments where I'm like, but this really drags the rest of the book down. No. And so unfortunately I just don't vibe with the art style, but it's not enough to keep me from reading
1: it. Yeah. It's not like a like a Greg Land. Uh, the <laughs> yeah. colorist I think is doing some nice work with this. That's Heather Moore. Yeah. Um, I think because I is... I don't think Heather Moore, I don't know if Heather Moore did yes. the but- you, you the color for Spider Shadow?
0: Oh, I don't know. I was gonna say either more colored Tradmore's work.
1: No crap. Yeah. That that elevates this big time. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna look that up. I have to know if Spider Shadow. I don't think it was.
0: I don't believe so either. Yeah. Um
1: you know what? I'm going to Marvel.com. There's no way they put the colorist on there. And they didn't. Shocking. Great job, Marvel. Um, here we go. Fandom will tell me. Will they? no um here we go matt hollingsworth did the colors on it yeah. that yep i do like matt hollingsworth i'm not saying he's
0: bad. right right but, right
1: but it, th- this is night and day i was looking at this book over your shoulder while you're reading it yeah. i was like <laughs> that looks really good no
0: yeah no heather's doing a, an amazing job yeah um
1: yeah so. elevates the work
0: it definitely elevates the work and like i said there are some stunning moments and then there are some less great moments for mm-hmm. me it, it's it's just it mostly like faces. The it's, a, look great. it's a lot of it's a lot of up and downs for me and, and so like i find myself just really lingering more on the story
1: dr loving dr strange makes you plastic you really need you need you're you're like a rubber band just bouncing around Scotty, between ups and downs
0: uh, i didn't mean to talk so much about just no it's all right though,
1: sorry well i read uh alien annual number one written by declan Shalvey with art by danny earls uh this is one of those yeah. things like alien from marvel has been also very trying Any of the Fox properties, unless you're talking about the Planet of the Apes, which I have not read. But uh, I have read Predator and Alien, and I can tell you that I'm disappointed in all of it. But this is an annual, and I knew because it was an annual, it was going to be different and divorced from everything. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was an, an almost entirely silent issue. It starred the Ooh. aliens. And the idea was, I think that it's uh, it's, it's Shelvy who wants to set up new xenomorphs, like new types of xenomorphs. There's this other alien that this ship infested with xenomorphs crashes onto – there's a planet that the the xenomorphs okay the xenomorphs take over a ship the ship crashes onto another alien world uh, it's full of eggs and a queen and there's other types of aliens there and they incubate inside of those aliens and so we get a new type of a new race of aliens that are also at war with the xenomorphs in this issue and their war last hundreds of years to bring us up to speed to like the current continuity of the alien book right now. And so we're going to get two different types of aliens and maybe a different type of alien queen as well. And that's what this whole thing was about. Just watching aliens, like kill things, gestate inside of other things, blast out of those things and then fight their previous versions of themselves. And I'm like, I'm like, I am i do not understand. Like it. Okay. Uh, The good, this is a really good looking book. Uh, I, do like ruth redmond's colors though i think that um i feel like it could I, I saw the pencils and the inks on this and i liked it better like i not that i wanted it to be like a sketch or non-colored issue but there's like this like sheen of cleanliness and like a softness that this book needs to lose okay Aliens should not be soft in any way Like an alien book needs to feel like it's made of metal. It needs to be dark and grimy and slimy and like, and, and yeah, it it has to be, it has to cut you. That's what this book needs to do. And it was just, there was a little, it was almost like too much of a, uh, like, like a, a, a protection over it. Um but uh but earl's did some great job with some sh- with the limited amount of ships he got to draw they look fantastic which mm. is all you want from an alien book you want the the xenomorphs to look great and not be traced you want the ships to look dope and you want the alien worlds to be hostile and you want the humans to be rare yeah um, <laughs> yeah okay and it was nice uh good work um so it was fun and and it was also like a tough book because it was 36 issues or 36 pages of no dialogue
0: right 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 Right? no right. humans
1: either just yeah. aliens just telling a story with aliens yay good That's for you awesome nice nice work overall
0: um just real quick I, I read Ghost Rider annual number one hey you did i did
1: how did you how did it go that cover is so fun
0: it is so fun I, this, is, this is an annual um, looks like
1: it looks like danny but i know it isn't Cause Danny, you know, no. he's on the ground it's, and he's like, he's begging thing. for help. No,
0: this is Ben Percy writing this with art by Danny Kim this time. Okay. Um, And this is, this is the annual, it's, it's the Halloween special essentially for them. How fun. It, they said it for October. And um, I don't know about you, but it just feels like if you're at Marvel and you're writing a book at, around Halloween, Naturally, you need to dust off Elsa Bloodstone because that's when she's allowed to come out. Right, when she's at the height of her power, apparently, is in October.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Which I'm like, it's okay to put her in books, man. right? It's okay. She she. Can. You know, she
1: used to like basically lead next week.
0: Right? Like she 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 can come out the rest of the year. I know her costumes are, and maybe you associate that with Halloween. But like, it's okay to have her show up. No, it's true. Um, but this this issue is a lot of fun. Uh, it, it is entirely an annual you don't need to know much about what's what's been going on, except that there's like, there's a new woman that Johnny travels with. And I think the intro page kind of gives you enough about that. Great but like
1: you could just read this book. Right? Okay. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, so if you're looking to like get into the ghost rider,
0: you want to like see what Percy's voice is for this world. Not a bad jumping off point. The art is totally different because yeah. it's a different artist working on this annual, but it looks great. And it does give you the vibe that the rest of the series has had. It's nice. gritty, you know, it's gritty and it's dark and, mm-hmm. and here it is. Um, A couple things uh point of order point of order the hood is in this he is the main antagonist of this issue it's a
1: great idea the hood has a lot of like mystical elements to him he has a demon sometimes inside of the hood cloak thing he carries um and and i think that bendis like drove him into the ground with his whole like i want to be the kingpin angle so like let's do something mystical with him instead sure he
0: um Here's my problem with him. The, I don't know much about him, let's be honest. Yeah. The, the, we do own
1: the hardcover of Brian Cavon's The Hood miniseries. Oh, oh boy. I believe it's a Max book, by the oh, way. Great. So you might dig it.
0: Um the <laughs> The Hood insists upon himself.
1: <laughs> he does. That's that is a fundamental element of his character. Well, that great. he insists upon I himself.
0: know everything about him. You know, he's here, he, he goes to Salem. It is very steeped in its Halloween, it's Sam Hane.
1: Mm. is it also choked with people because every tiktok i see of salem massachusetts around this time is just like completely no, that, that is neck actually, deep in humans that is
0: the most uh unrealistic part of this
1: book yes, is that in it's, october it's, salem it's is empty, it's empty.
0: <laughs> um and he wants he, he's looking for a book he's looking for a magic book i have no problem always with this looking plot. For that's that's thing. that's very mystical he's, oh are gonna go need a big the, book there's a there's a the guy who owns a bookstore he doesn't he says does, like, oh, does, i does have the book it. have an eye in it no but the guy the shopkeeper has many eyes
1: oh you better cool
0: and it gets a hold of the book and you know Elsa's like hey johnny we gotta go take care of this and she uh uh, you know basically is like you know like i I already tried dr strange but he's busy so yeah so you know he's fighting
1: himself or something yeah you're gonna
0: (laughs) come on he's like cool thanks i'm glad i'm second
1: second choice dude you're ghostwriter you're like 10th choice
0: yeah, I, I asked nico I, Minru. I, I, couldn't, I, asked I couldn't get a hold of Jericho, Bl- brother blood <laughs> so uh, listen
1: yeah
0: she <laughs> was like second i'm
1: brother voodoo i meant, yeah yeah
0: well I, whatever i
1: mean, said she... brother blood i'm like what the hell am i thinking of um
0: but uh you know she and talia don't get along well they go on a big adventure cool that's what you need to know and at the end of the day uh ghost rider doesn't actually fight the hood mm-hmm, Elsa, great Elsa works on that element okay of right, because, fun. because if you wanted to see johnny blaze fight the great pumpkin what yeah that's that's okay i literally i was like are we
1: from like Charlie Brown because
0: this is the Halloween spirit.
1: Uh, wh- it's
0: like it is so like if I if I told you the plot of this book, oh sorry guys, without actually having you read this book, it sounds really dumb. But then when you read it, you're like that That's was kind of fun, of fun and yeah. I really enjoyed myself. Like well, It's
1: like most horror movies or books, yeah.
0: But like at the end like what is he It's the Halloween spirit. Yeah. like it's a big pumpkin guy with big scary fleshy wings. Yeah, Ghost Rider's got to fight him. It's like a combination of Charlie Brown, a horror movie, and the State Puff Marshmallow Man. Okay. I, I don't know, guys. Like, I, but I had a really good time with it. And if you're wondering what it was like to read Ben Percy's Ghost Rider, this is a great pickup for you. It's Halloween. It's October themed. Elsa Bloodstone is in it. Just, what more can I say?
1: That's fair. All right, <laughs> fair enough. <laughs> um, I read. Transformers from Daniel Warren Johnson and Mike Spicer. Nice. Uh this is something that I've been looking forward to and despite my connection with both uh, uh an architect of the I don't know IDW Hasbroverse and knowing dubbers personally, I had to read this alongside everybody else. Yeah. Didn't get any early access to this book, but nice. uh I'm glad because it gave me a chance to just be excited along with everybody else. Um this is precious. It feels precious to 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 Dan because there's actually a beautiful little like story at the end where he talks about like his connection with the property and watching Transformers and buying the action figure and like trying to get it right and being able if I could draw up Ms. Prime then I can draw anything and that kind of thing and it was very very personal and very beautiful. It's just a sweet little story, as is any story you hear from Danny War Johnson. Um, I'm just thrilled that they're letting him do him. You know, that this isn't like someone else writing a thing and then letting Daniel Warren Johnson draw it, which I don't think he's interested in doing at all anyway. It's like, if if Daniel Warren Johnson's on a book, he's going to write it, and good. Um, But this almost feels a little too precious. Like, this felt very much like a Transformers comic first and a Daniel Warren Johnson book second.
0: Oh, how'd you feel about that,
1: then? Right? I felt conflicted because, like, as much as... See, I... Grew up in the era of Transformers, but I did not watch a lot of Transformers. I was not a world like I love the iconography uh, of Transformers. I liked the idea of it. Uh, no, but I I, I love the iconography. I love the designs. I love the 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 world building. But the show is dreadfully dull, and I I just can't. I just can't. I just can't get into it. Um, it just I I would rather watch tiger people or ghostbusters than robots in disguise but or the skies if you were you know misinterpreting the opening credits but he's not talking about me no but uh, uh that being said like this is this feels like watching the cartoon this feels like recapturing Transformers on Toonami you know by way of Daniel Warren Johnson and of course it looks spectacular but it's not I, it's not do a powerbomb it's not even wonder woman dead earth like it's not go for it's not no holds barred balls out like holy crap it's like it's not beta bill you know which feels very much like beta, beta bill feels like a creator-owned book compared right. to this this feels very coordinated mm-hmm. and i enjoyed it in immensely okay but it also if you're looking like if you are coming from do a powerbomb to this it's going to be different. Like if this is gonna feel like a like IP instead of a Daniel Warren Johnson joint. Mm. You know what I mean? I do love Daniel Warren Johnson's work, and I'm if it weren't for him, I would never read this book.
0: Okay. Because
1: I don't like care, you know. I'm not right, 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 I'm right. not the world's biggest Transformers fan, and I know that if I would if I wanted to get into Transformers, I could just go read the IDW book. <laughs>
0: right 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 which right.
1: everyone says that is is amazing and i need to read but this is this is a good book but it's also not an indie book you know it's very much like an ip and uh, and i think that it's like it, it's it's just it's like if daniel Warren johnson was in charge of like the the transformers license you know like this is him giving you the show which i think is really cool um but I'm also not like, this is amazing, this is a revelation. It's just, it's really cool, as you would expect. The voices are, are, are great, mm-hmm. you know, and the art is spectacular. But it's just, it doesn't feel like an indie book, which I never expected. Right. I, well, I did expect it. You know, that's really why I'm saying it. Mm-hmm. I did expect it to feel like something, like, world shattering. Right. And, and I think I have a right to feel that way because every time that D-Dubs has done something, it has shaken my world. You know, this is cool, but it's corporate.
0: Okay. But that's good though, for people who might've been afraid Absolutely. of, you know, someone who has so many amazing independent creations as Dana Warren Johnson, that they, they might've been going into this being like, I'm a Transformers fan. Right. You, yeah, not a Dana Warren Johnson fan. I want my, I don't want my Transformers messed with too much. Yeah, so. that's fair.
1: And I hope it, I hope it makes a fan of both. Mm. You know, and I think that it could because it's not hacky right right i'm just kind of like i I, if if i'm on the other end so it's like if you're gonna do transformers blow the whole damn thing up you know i want to see i want to i want to have my my socks knocked off and if there aren't many left like creators who can knock my socks off you know or there aren't many transformers left i
0: don't know anything that
1: yeah like well yeah like somebody pointed out the uh, the black white and blood darth vader like he did like a four page it's easy to do four pages just make darth vader cool and scary four pages done especially daniel warren johnson you know yeah. that's that's not really a tall order this is him building out a world and right. it's like it, it, and i'm not complaining at all it's a good book but it's not like murder falcon or anything it's it's just it's it, you know what it is it's actually very mature it's like he's doing a job you know like this is something where it's like how does
0: it look though? Oh, it
1: looks great. It's okay. beautiful. You know, it's great. It and, and it looks good and it's fun and uh you know, it, it detailed. I know he draws it, you know? He
0: is the one that draws it.
1: It's it, so you're well, I mean like it's not digital. Like right. you could see the pages. Yeah, he's got yeah, ink right. all over his hands and arms from everything he's been doing to make it, you know, come to life. Yeah. And Spicer's colors are of course impeccable as always. Okay what else did we read
0: uh i guess it's the x-men power hour coming up coming yep. your way well, should we
1: do some super chats before we jump into the x-men power yeah, Hour? yeah sure i'm um, happy for that RK says, i want to thank you all for the talks about bts about comment about the oh the behind the scenes about comics gives me a good ref uh to a lot of the editorial thinking for some of my characters i'm glad we can help out RK. and i try not to tell tales out of school i will very be very careful to say things like i think or i expect but if i say this is what happened I know that because I asked
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> or I read a thing,
1: right. uh, fear and loathing in general, uh, trannual Warman formers was sick, uh, which I guess is his way of saying transformers, but Daniel Warren Johnson at the same oh, time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Batman gargoyle's gorgeous sound inspired a Dr. Doom pitch. I had where Lancaster PA becomes let during the blip. That's fun. Yeah. I'd be, I'd be okay with that. Okay. Uh, Dan Polson uh, showing more love, uh, showing some love to the best comic channel around. Hey, that's us. Yeah. Have you considered a back issues on the death of Aqua baby? It's a strange seminal Aquaman book. Uh, I have never considered doing that uh, because I don't know if it really, uh, is there like a collection that has that? But anyway, um, we did, I did. Uh, it was funny. There's a thing in the trailer and I was like, Oh, cause like, you know, Aquaman has a baby mm-hmm. and black Manta kills the baby in the comics. So like black man is like, I'm going to kill your whole family. And I'm like, are they going to kill a baby in this movie? No, but maybe I have a feeling that his wife might die in this movie.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Why would you think?
1: That? I don't know. Uh And uh Larto Medina says, hello, Tiff and Sal. Hello. Hi. Uh, what do you think of the incoming resurrection of Magneto? I'm usually against making a whole comic just to bring someone back, but this is Ewing writing it. So I'm optimistic. I mean, easily.
0: I mean, it was one of those things where it was like, I knew it was going to happen. I was again, every time they kill a character, I, I hope that they will let it, lie for a while mm-hmm. um but i
1: but we do need magneto back for this like if apocalypse is coming back and stuff.
0: i also understand if it feels like that um we're gonna have a pretty fundamental shift coming yeah. i mean we could be wrong about that it's just, it's just how it kind of feels especially with um a lot of the current writers the writers who have uh, some of the writers who have been with x-men since the start of Krakoa. yeah it feels as though they're just trying to do the last things that they wanted to do That's with some exactly of these right. characters before things shift. Um, and so it does kind of make sense for them to bring them back uh, with Ewing doing it. I, I really liked the way in which they handled his death. And so, you know what? I appreciate a full issue yeah. to it. I, and I hope we he's Ewing can... it. Yeah. Cause we didn't yeah. get, I really wanted more of Magneto,
1: like with the with the fisher king with the fisher
0: like just just having a minute for himself so i'm hoping maybe we get some of those like internal conversations moments. for himself these quiet moments in that we'll see
1: yeah we'll see. i saw a tweet today in which someone in the industry said something like i know that they're ending the krakoa era but i feel like it's too soon and i was like oh yeah, so internally they're just talking they're like at, clearly what's happening is that marvel internally krakoa's already done
0: well, yeah, well, cause he, here's, yes, no, 100%. And, and, and I'm feel, like, you can feel it. You can it. feel it.
1: And it's like, w- what I wanted to talk to you about was the fact that like, it's not in the hearts and minds of the people who've been reading it for the last three years who right. are like, I'm only here because you, sh- you 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 shook the monkey tree and made this really exciting status quo. And though you did do it longer than it clearly, than, than Hickman has claimed it was supposed to last. Yeah, we,
0: yeah. Do you want to talk about that now? Or do you want to talk about that another time? Because Oh, it could be
1: a thing. Yeah. Well, I, Cause
0: like, I, I have feelings about that because I think if Hickman had ended it, when he seemingly might've wanted to end it, I think right. it would have been like, that was a really cool time period. Yeah. And, you had that weird moment in between where it was like, it was all over the place. We didn't know what was happening. And then you, you built up momentum. You brought in some, some new writers, you kept on ones who had been telling stories and they kind of kept everything as firm and as like solid as possible as these new, like teams were building on top of it. Right. And since now we're in the middle of that, it feels like it should have more time. Yes. Because you gave an opportunity for other creators to come in and Mm -hmm. to start, you know, taking threads and building their own stories from it and I are taking it all away and now it feels like it's too soon too soon yeah so yeah you kind of messed up in that sense I think they will not see much in the way of ramifications because I bet what they're going to do is they're going to give something to the fans who don't like Krakoa. yeah and so there'll be an overall like joyous you know yeah chorus yeah to and that. then the sales
1: will dip significantly because they weren't reading the book to begin with
0: well we'll see. But you know, like I don't, ex- I never expected Krakoa to go on forever. Of course not. Um, and I appreciate that, as opposed to just being like a hard stop. The writers are giving, being given an opportunity to to make this work and yes. to bring a close to things. Um, I I am interested in what comes next, simply because. I'm I'm curious. Right. How dare they consider the It's a curiosity because it's like where where do you go? Like do you do you go back? Do you just go and and just kinda do the everyday, you know, sort of minutiae with yeah. X-Men? Krikoa afforded you an opportunity to do anything because you had a cast of characters that you've not been able to assemble mm-hmm. that's the
1: thing it's like you, you
0: could bring anyone back right. and you could have villain and hero working together they could have conversations that maybe they never could have before yeah. and and so to return to a time where that doesn't happen are these characters going to be changed are they not like again it's a morbid curiosity for me but it'll be interesting to see how much longer i read and, right? and they won't I'm going to try very hard to make it not be one of those things where it's like, well, cause it's not the thing I want. I'm not going to read it. It always comes down to me. Like the, the, the teams, yeah. the stories they want to tell. And even the teams sometimes, even if they're, they're creators, I like, if the story isn't one that I'm necessarily like attached to or super interested in, I'll fall off even with, you know, creators. I really, really like it's true. Um, but yeah. we'll see.
1: Yeah. I, 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 I agree. I think that it's, if you're going to end it, and you had a resurrection protocol in place. The least you could do is resurrect everyone, so that you have a like very clean new board mm. where anything is possible. Right. Because like y- that, you know, I don't want to see like secret hubs of resurrection pods that are like we have like two thirds of the five. We can make it, but you're gonna be wrong or sideways. You know, it's like I want everyone to be back. If you're gonna if you're gonna reset everything, like bring it all back right and then let them take over to do something new but like there are characters who are dead now who had been resurrected before who you know now there's st- so it's back to where it was before we even did Krakoa for that character except they might have been in the background of like a Paco Medina scene like that's not cool man
0: anyway like I said like I that's why I'm curious Like, what what is next yeah what's next
1: right exactly so-
0: i'm I'm gonna enjoy what i have for right now yeah. i'm not gonna worry too much about the no i wouldn't next, either yeah but uh i am thinking about it for sure yeah
1: uh scuba j uh, so many writers seem to get worse uh, the longer they go but mark wade is writing some of the best ongoing books shazam and teen titans are a lot of fun they are no it's not that they get worse it's that they like they refuse to change or they think that they've like done, they're done growing or sometimes their styles just don't fit the era that they you know, evolve into, you know, like, like Jerry Conway wrote the death of Bren Stacy and wrote like a really modern feeling carnage book. You know, that's really unexpected, but like, you know, Howard Mackey, you know, he wrote like some of the biggest books of his time. And then when he returns, he's writing the books exactly the same way he did like 30 years ago. And there's nothing necessarily wrong with that, but like, you know, you, you pick an artist or writer or writer as an artist, you know, for the style that they fit best to, you know, if you need a book that feels like a Howard Mackey book, well, I know a guy named Howard Mackey you could do a damn good job doing that.
0: Right. Or, But, but uh, like if you look at Louise Simonson, right.
1: Was, like Louise has been doing books for like 45 years and, uh, and, and, and she's really, she's that, that Jean Grey books. Impressive. Great.
0: It's so good. It's so modern feeling. Yeah.
1: And we do wish her a, a speedy recovery. Absolutely. I know that she like... was uh, recently hospitalized, but she's, uh, she's in good spirits and mm-hmm. uh, she's got a good, strong heart and a great uh, partner in life. Yeah. So we do wish her and her family the greatest. Exactly. So yeah, X Men.
0: Um, let's uh chat. Oh, we didn't even get into X-Men yet, did we? No. Okay, I was like, wait, we didn't, haven't talked about this yet. We've got, we got just did super chats. Uh X Force number forty five came out this week. Yeah. This is one of those where we're talking about like writers who have been here since the start of Krakoa is Right. Ben Percy on this. It's been Ben Percy on
1: this. <laughs> on X Force.
0: Um and Wolverine and you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, and Ghost Rider.
1: Who um. <laughs> <laughs> is not a Krakoa book.
0: Um, but it was for a second. It was
1: for one second. There uh, is a there is a friggin' logo. With,
0: yeah, with art by Robert Gill. Uh, this is, you know, Ben had an opportunity to really set up and react to a lot of things throughout the, the history with Krakoa. Um, but one of the major things that he's been dealing with has been Beast and colossus colossus uh is a character who it's funny because it's like we look at what's happened to some of these characters where it's you know with beasts like they're really like double down they triple down they quadruple down on the beast is a bad guy thing yes and then they really dragging colossus through the mud here
1: neither of them got to enjoy krakoa (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. well colossus did for for like what a a month a little bit like a, a little bit like yeah he really never got a chance to enjoy it um, and, and we kind of knew that, but the way in which his story is being presented and maybe it's cause I'm not like the world's greatest Colossus fan. Like I like Piotr and I yeah. really, I appreciate him as a character and, and what he stands for and his like relationship with the X-Men and with magic and all, and all of that, like good guy. Yeah. Right. Um, I really am enjoying the way in which they are dragging him through the mud because Colossus is the kind of guy that can have a reaction to this. Absolutely. And, and hopefully they'll allow him to have that. Um, but in in the wake of um, the last Hellfire Gala, yeah. uh, X-Force kind of broke up. The, a bunch of them were taken away because Colossus being controlled by uh, Mikhail and the Chronicler uh, made that happen. But Sage and Domino did not go. So they've been trying desperately to find where the rest of them are. They have a ring that is Mikhail's um and they're like they've been keeping it in a no space tumor because they that way it doesn't do anything Mm -hmm. um they try to get a hold of deadpool and Deadpool's like oh hey i'm actually part of the avengers now (laughs) so like that whole like 90s era x-force thing i'm good and they're like dude all you wanted to do was be on the x-force and like we need you and he's he's like like, yeah but is over so so i don't want to do it it's a hilariously written scene i really appreciate it wade's at the pool which means that he's not really wearing his costume so you get to see like
1: his gross body yeah
0: um they call him and mm-hmm. he's just like he's like oh yeah no ha, ha. like i'm i'm in this thing and they're like it's a video call we can see you and he's like
1: oh <laughs> oh sorry it,
0: it's really it's just well handled it, yeah it, it's a nice bit of levity mm-hmm. um but the the two of them but, but sage and domino are like how we're we gonna deal with this ring and i and i think it's domino's like i i no is it sage i can't remember who it is but one of them's like i know a guy (laughs) i know a guy who might be able to help us with this so it's sage she's like i I know a guy will deal with this meanwhile um, michael has turned his attention from Krokoa now to Orcus because they're like standing in his way yeah he's like excuse me i'm a mutant screw you (laughs) so he wants in there and so he's asked the chronicler to basically to cut off colossus and the chronicler's like that'll probably kill him
1: he's like who cares
0: well, for the chronicler, he's like, I really don't want to do that. Also, the chronicler is like under Mikhail's thumb, and he doesn't mm-hmm. want to be. And he was hoping to utilize
1: classes to do to, it to, to extricate himself, yeah,
0: from his situation. um So they turn their attention uh to a member of of Orcus. They figure it out based on like reading news articles and like studying all this stuff. And then there's this one woman. Her name's June. She is often at high level meetings, but not really a part of them. Mm-hmm. You know, she's on the ex like the the outskirts of photos that kind of stuff so they're going to take her and they're going to you know indoctrinate her essentially they're going to convince her via chronicler's ability to write yep um and chronicler will use this opportunity uh in this issue in order to get the upper hand which he does uh which does free colossus for a moment like colossus is in, in like a room someplace and like in this like space that mikhail can create yeah um his own sort of like no space in a way huh. um, where there's like a blank canvas and he paints like this image and it's actually it's incredible like it's incredible the image he paints
1: oh wow yeah like
0: it's it's so it's so great it's, it's Mikhail just consuming his brother it, mm-hmm. it's very um, evocative of um, was it Saturn yes consuming yes. I, there's a name for this painting
1: don't we see it a lot you you've mentioned see, it on see, the show I've mentioned yeah. it so
0: many times and my brain's just not working right now but I'm sure like 12,000 comments will show up after you guys all google it <laughs> <laughs> um, his son yeah oh devouring his son is a, oh wow i was so close i'm so proud of myself um yeah the goya painting it has shades of that for certain it is nice. it is a I, that painting is so fascinating to me and just so hideous it like lives in my brain i love how great. many comic
1: book artists are like "Ooh, that one yeah it keeps yeah, yeah, coming yeah. up
0: um but um you know colossus is like what have i done yeah and i'm like cool all right awesome uh who does sage know who can help with this ring it's dr strange i'm like hey okay they're like maybe it's mad
1: (laughs) yeah he's like no
0: he's like no "No, it's not so he he, he's like what it is and he explains as much as he can Mm -hmm. and then they're like okay cool thanks um (laughs) and uh this is what you need to know is that mikhail gets shot oh no colossus is like oh no (laughs) my brother and i'm like okay okay cool i i don't know where this is going next but like this the x-force is getting like taking care of this because of the fact that mikhail has been shot it weakens his ability to control, control his, colossus his, yeah well, his, no Chronicles. oh his world yeah his worlds which means that the other members of x-force will now be freed presumably mm. so i appreciate percy's ability to you know put his toys back in the box but yeah in a, a, a narratively uh satisfying way
1: yeah uh bear farmer says hey guys weird question but i feel like it's important to ask how often do you go back and watch your favorite superhero film i've easily seen spider-verse 130 times and i don't know if that's healthy uh i i I haven't seen any movie that many times i don't think but i can say that uh i I don't really i revisit my favorite movies it doesn't matter if it's a superhero movie or not um so yeah but it's not often like it's it's not like it's not even once a year but sometimes it'll be like two or three times a year you know, it depends on what movie it is and what f- mood I'm in. Mm-hmm. You know, movies are very much, you know, it, it's about when you want to look at your favorite painting or when you want to hear your favorite song. Mm-hmm. You know, it's about consuming art. And there's no real like barometer on health, but, uh, you know, that's how I feel about it. Yeah. You?
0: Um, I don't know, honestly. In terms of superhero films, like I'll just be like, oh, man. Oh,
1: 30. Okay. Oh, 30. 30. That's, that's more reasonable spider verse Oh, okay 30 times fair enough that's that's a lot better
0: that's, yeah
1: i mean if you've seen it 30 times since it came out then like that's not nearly as bad
0: no that's fine <laughs> 130 times yeah, yeah no for sure um yeah i mean i there's some movies i've seen probably that many times yeah
1: star i've seen star wars at least like 30 50 times yeah when i say star wars i mean like the trilogy because oftentimes i don't watch one
0: Right, right, right. I watched two I mean, or three. There must be movies, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Um, there are just some movies where it's just like, oh, I can't, I can't help myself. I'll watch.
1: Yep. when it, like, yeah, I've seen The Fugitive at least fifty times.
0: But um, no. Everybody's got their their little their their ways in which they, there's comfort and like there is something I think that is healthy about that to know that um that sometimes you just need something that will ease you. Yeah. Like you know maybe it helps with like anxiety or just you know oh, yeah. it, it reminds you of a, a period of time because when you first see a movie is will be tied to your memories to for, the world you were in yeah so it's like when you watch that movie it's an opportunity to like to, to remember oh, absolutely. To, to feel emotions associated with that
1: mm-hmm.
0: um which i think is i think it's just fine as long as you're also you know checking out new things too yeah um i don't think there's anything wrong with
1: that yeah when i was depressed in college i watched uh, last crusade in my dorm every saturday
0: okay then i might have that there was a little bit of a flag there
1: yeah uh john ty if there was a crossover comic with dr strange and constantine how would they interact Well, we'll
0: talk about that later
1: okay <laughs> well that's in your perfect world where dr strange is written by simon Spurrier. but yeah <laughs> I mean, okay. uh, alden tolbert uh, bats of zur is a disease uh, alfred and bat might will might be a cure for bruce and his ego we'll certainly see about that we'll talk more about it in a little while uh, more X Men. Yeah. More.
0: Uh, Immortal X Men came out this week. It's uh, Karen Gillen and Lucas Warneck. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the, the story of um, Xavier on Krakoa alone, along with um, Sebastian Shaw and, and Celine, who are going after him. They've, they've teamed up. They're working with Orcas to some degree. Great. Because Sebastian wants his money. He, he wants his money. money. Yeah. It's money. Should have um, killed
1: him, Kate. Well,
0: oh, she didn't. Um, but so you got that story going on, and then you've got a whole slew of mutants who were forced out um, during Hellfire Gala. By, yes. Uh, Xavier, he assumes he's killed them all. They're, mm-hmm. they, they've woken up. They're in the desert with Exodus, right? Right. And and, and Hope and others, right? Um, they've recovered, I, I believe, Egg in this, and uh, now they've got the rest of the five. Isn't oh, that awesome? okay. The last issue. Uh, Mother Righteous was there. She's like, oh, I got Forrest out, because I'm surprised I'm a mutant. I'm like, okay, so you're behind all of this. (laughs) Kieran Gillen's a big fan of Mother Righteous, so I'm like, cool, we're we're doing a thing here. Mm -hmm. We're doing a thing. A whole part of her thing during Sense of Sinister was, like, basically to make a religion, to feed herself with, like, (sighs) their like love their beliefs. And and yeah. belief. so i have a feeling we're doing something similar here yeah um all of the sinisters have really desperately wanted to um make essentially like their own like phalanx and above that they will reach out there but supposedly there's already one that made it out there right oh. like only one of our, our sinisters yeah we never paid
1: that. off the phalanx
0: I know. Damn it. Um, that was very much going to be a Hickman thing. Let's be honest. I think yeah. he was the one that wanted to deal with that. Um, the closest we got is just having Nimrod here. Uh, but anyway. Um, so she she's here. They 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 found the other part of Krakoa. Remember the piece that? Yes. That, yeah. That they were like they were trying to get Arako back together. Yeah. Well, Okara back together. Mm-hmm. The other piece is is there. Okay. Right? Like Okara. So they go there. That, yeah. Like it's in the desert. Oh mother righteous is like behold i found it and they're like yay right
1: right some of them have like apartments there they're De- like, oh
0: sweet destiny is like um <laughs> listen i know i don't have my sight any longer i don't have my visions but like that lady everything is bad you're all ba-. and they're all like shut up destiny you're the worst without like, you we
1: wouldn't have that inferno
0: and i'm like admittedly speaking i'm like with knowing mother righteous destiny i hate to say it but i'm with you right now yeah and like that is just gillen's ability to make me like take on a character who i'm like i hate you being like damn it
1: right but you're not wrong but
0: you're not wrong i'm in camp destiny right now and i don't want to be there but i'm here anyway <laughs> uh, but she's upset because she's like i don't know where my wife is mm-hmm. and, I, and i need to get back
1: isn't she dead or something
0: <laughs> we all know she's not <laughs> no um but uh, so so we got that going on over there, and and that's like random Wolverines have been showing up. Right. Like, what the hell
1: is more that? Wolverines? I thought we wolverines, got all the Wolverines. Right? Where
0: are they coming from? What's going on with that? Right. There's also um like they find Jean Grey, and she's seemingly murmuring about like things that are going on in the Louise Simonson book. Didn't she die? Did she or did she? Well, she's she? right there. She's right there. But we also but also that's Apocalypse cool. is here. What? But like apocalypse is talking to um exodus being like this is your desert this is like from your nightmare like you know what i mean like, uh-huh. you're like what is happening okay here? Right? right and so we're gonna we're gonna find out because like uh, uh exodus or not exodus uh, apocalypse has like control of gene gray mm-hmm. so like, there's so much going on there's yeah what's going on with that meanwhile on the island um Xavier, the, Celine wants the external gate that's what she wants and, and sebastian shaw's like i gotta keep her happy i gotta keep this chick happy yeah it's like she's Celine, and you know she's full of herself and but she's, she's also
1: super like well she's old and she's powerful and she's like
0: super hot too
1: that's true um, yeah.
0: but um he dons his hellfire armor i believe that's what he calls it which is like a a Tony Starkian looking. Oh yeah, look at that! Like fancy outfit, and she's like, "But it's not kind of like lean for you to wear that because you're not in charge of the (laughs) Hellfire Club anymore." (laughs) He's like, "Shut up!" Yeah. (laughs)
1: Shut up! Yeah.
0: Uh, So they go and they they attack Xavier, right? Okay. And uh, Xavier's like, "Oh crap! I am very uh, ill prepared to fight and a a Sebastian Shaw Iron Man and a (laughs) Celine." So, uh, he reaches out to Emma via, uh, you know, telepathy. And she's like, are we speaking?
1: Shut up. Emma. And he's like,
0: I don't know. Really, now is not the time.
1: Yeah. Moving on.
0: Now is not the time. Help, help me. So she's like, fine here. And she like pings him some information. hmm. And, uh, the information is a whole bunch of like stuff about how Kingpin has taken over the hellfire club. And she gives him a whole bunch of passwords. <laughs> and so he like reaches into sebastian shaw's mind he had like a he had like a block on it supposedly mm. and selene's like i'm not wearing one of those because i'm Celine and i don't need to do that right, he and he just like, turns her off and besides <laughs> like if he does attack me on like the psychic plane you'll be able to take him down physically mm. and he and she's like and he's like okay cool like yeah. Sebastian's right, like, whatever but it doesn't work anyway
1: his yeah blocker
0: <laughs> and uh xavier's like i know what you want right and i know that like kingpin's in charge of the hellfire club and i have all these passwords and i can give it back to you if you just like leave for a bit right like just get out of here <laughs> and uh he's like oh no celine he got into my suit and he's definitely like taken over oh no And he blasts her. <laughs> he's like okay charles listen this is the deal right now i'm gonna go deal with that because you're right i want my money yeah and I, and I want my Hellfire Gala back. So i to right. take her.
1: Okay. Uh, but
0: I, I listen, she just wants the gate, all right? Think about that. Right. I'll be back. Because, like, damn, like, I, I don't know what we unleashed on this world. He's like, but, like, those bodies you left behind, those were scary. And he's like, what are you talking about? I didn't kill anybody. Mm. And you're like, what? Well, what were they? So then we see, like, Charles wandering through uh krakoa and and he comes to clearly uh sinister's lab
1: ah there's like
0: a monkey with like the cyclops monkey (laughs) and he like points and there's like a mirror with like a diamond on his forehead that says like and just says please please don't kill yourself please (laughs) and i'm like okay where we going with this Mm. this is gillen man you know we're not gonna know where he's going with this until we get there and it's okay because it's freaking amazing i think it's
1: he he teased i look i was looking on twitter to see yeah i think it might be done at 18
0: that's okay he's got two more issues there's so much stuff he can do with that yeah and that's not going to be uh coming out until
1: um december 27th oh
0: okay yeah 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 wow so right at the end of the year that's fine that's fine he's got two more issues this issue was jam-packed but it didn't feel rushed and like you know everybody complains about um like decompression, mm-hmm. but like not with a Gillen book. It's just, there's so much happening, but it, like I guess like it doesn't feel rushed. Just yeah. A, well-written great stuff. And I love the fact that like Gillen plays ball. Yeah. With the other creators, like, like what Simonson doing? Well, then that's what my Jean Grey is going to be talking exactly. about. Exactly. And yeah. I, I just, I absolutely love that about him. That's great. Uh, X-Men number 27 came out this week. Uh, this is Jerry Duggan and Phil Noto on art. Yeah, uh, Man, like I, as much as I love Pepe Larraz's take, on um the Krakoan era and I really feel like he put a stamp early on on how it was supposed to feel and that vibe and like Noda's art while incredible does not have that same look
1: no but Noda was doing New Mutants during that time so it had a very different look but it was that look yeah but
0: but I'm just saying to put him on this main book I was like oh this is gonna be an interesting shift and it looks incredible and I at this point (laughs) I'm just like whatever it just looks great like so so much fun that's great um i like duggan on this series quite a bit uh this is the like you know like kate or Catherine pride uh she's she mad she's mad about everything
1: yeah no is, she's every speak, book she appears in she's pissed ms marvel uncanny avengers this
0: she's had a rough go of this whole Krakoa thing yeah i like, couldn't use the gate system you know ended up getting involved with the hellfire club now like she just wants things like she wants people back she wants action um sync is in charge of the x-men as of right now and mm-hmm. is, is charged her with with reconnaissance because like who better to do reconnaissance mm. than kate pride because now she can use the capone gates yes weird right And we
1: don't know why do we know have we figured that out yet i don't think so nah.
0: um in this issue uh whilst you know doing like a bit of a survey like how many people are or census uh how many x or mutants are still around she ends up fighting uh finding juggernaut I like, ah. thought you died and he's like well i did well i didn't I i'm not
1: here. a mutant either
0: and he has an adamantium collar around his neck, which he—they keep telling him—is tethered to the person next door, and that like it's a noose around their neck, kind of thing. Okay. She's like, all right, and she goes, takes a look, and it's—it's it's Cyclops. Cyclops is inside, oh. and uh, he is strapped down, and uh, it's a pretty like gruesome image for her because there he is, he has no mask on, and they've sewn his eyes shut.
1: Ugh. Yeah. She
0: doesn't know if he's like uh, awake, drugged, like whatever, but he seemingly is unconscious. So she goes to reach in in order to free him and then she pauses and she takes a, a, a deeper look and determines that they have like booby trapped his body because mm. they knew that people would be coming to free the X-Men. And even though they didn't think that Scott was alive or the Juggernaut was alive, they still set it up that, yeah, you know, just in case. Yeah. So uh, Kate does free Juggernaut. Cool. And says, like, could you just if you just wait one day, then you can bust yourself out of here. But I need to finish the census. And mm-hmm. he's like, sure, sure. No problem. Which he holds to it. Absolutely OK, cool. Holds to
1: it. That's nice
0: um the rest of the like x-men um you know it, it meet up and what they want to do is they're going to go talk to reed richards because they need the information that professor x pulled out of his brain
1: oh from the zadarski book yeah yay they're like we
0: need that information yeah
1: that that like thing that denies you your x gene yeah, yeah. But it's
0: like mask it to hide it yeah but like if we had that this would make life a lot easier for yeah us, right because there's, there's there's intense sentinels out there so like we got to go get that but how are we going to do it
1: well i don't think reed has it right like chuck took it
0: yeah but they think they're like maybe we can go in his brain
1: oh and yeah he just he just hid it there's like sections of the yeah it's it's really well drawn
0: so um you know we've got Cat uh sync talon ms marvel and rasputin four there are there are team here okay. and they've recovered an old cerebro they were going to use emma emma is too busy with stark so they're like rasputin like you're you have psychic ability from kid omega if right. you're in your chimera mm-hmm. like build it's not as strong but like you're up hon right and she's like i got this because i love her
1: yeah because she's very
0: she's very like to the point mm-hmm. um and so they're like okay so it turns out the X or the, the Fantastic Four kind of took a minute for mm-hmm. themselves. They needed a break yep. from recent activities in their lives. Yeah,
1: from whatever book.
0: And uh, so they went up to um, Ben Grimm's family farm. Yeah. And they're just, they're just relaxing there. So uh, they take a car and remove <laughs> the engine and then use Rasputin's like, uh, mutant abilities and they fly the car there. <laughs> okay. A la Harry Potter. Right. Because they can't just be driving around. No,
1: right?
0: yeah. It it does afford us a really great moment where um, Ms. Marvel is utilizing Google Maps. Basically. Oh sure. Mm-hmm. She's like, wait, we missed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: because we're Cause, flying cause over. We're it. flying.
0: I I'm not used to using it while in the air. It, mm-hmm. It's just it's cute. The banter is great. Um, so like Rescue and Four is like, all right, let's go, and they're like, whoa, 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 hang on, like relax, like th- these are friendlies. Yeah. She immediately runs into the thing, and the thing's like, uh, we're just here to kind of chill. Yeah. And she's like. She punches them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, they're like, okay, that was no,
1: <laughs> no. Right. Don't
0: just, you can't just, you can't just punch Ben Grimm. They're like, these are, these are good people. We're not here to like, they're not enemies. Right. And she's like, I mean, who cares? We just need to get to the point, right? Like, who, like, oh. And then Johnny Storm shows up. And he's like, okay, I'm gonna kick your butt. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna. She's like, you're not, you can't get through my skin. Right. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I can. <laughs> so she uses her telepathy and she just puts him to sleep. Right. To sleep. <laughs> done it's good to know and they get to the house and like Reed and Sue sewer there reads like eating chips and like he wipes the crumbs off on his shirt it's such a like <laughs> i don't know like a very human moment for him but, yeah like, this it dude is dude who's like often like like thought of as like a weird robot kind mm-hmm. of man he's just like
1: <laughs> yeah
0: <laughs> um he knows that she's a chimera he's like oh she's got like these four you know in her she's like listen here's what we need to do ms marvel tries to stop her from you know attacking yeah from doing what she's like what she wants to do and she's like i need the information that's in your brain so i'm going to do that now and he's like oh no no you're not right it's like you know i'll figure it out on my own thanks i'm not gonna let you. like that was a, an invasion of my privacy what charles did and mm-hmm. i'm not gonna let someone else in there so sue throws up a bubble around her mm-hmm. and then she's like He's like, well, she's got four, maybe five mutants in there. She walks through and he's like, I guess it was five. She's like,
1: yeah, it's five.
0: So Yes, you can't stop me. Right. Sorry. Um, At this point, the thing shows back up. It's the ever like this running gag of her punching him. Right. I like it quite a bit. Uh, They have a really good conversation because, you know, with Ms. Marvel there, I think it kind of helps to like diffuse the situation just for her presence there. Mm -hmm. But Reed realizes that he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, what Charles did was uncool, but you guys have had it rough since the start. Yeah. And maybe instead of me just being a dick about everything, Mm -hmm. I should realize that I like that information could help you guys. Right. And that I I should try to actually help you. Okay. Yeah. All right. Go for it. She chucks on the, the cerebro helmet. They go in there. Sue goes along with them. Okay. In, in like the mental space. Mm -hmm. And there's just a big hole. Yeah. Like they're like, Oh, it's gone. 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 Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, well, so someone mentioned something and it triggers something in for Kamala. She's like, oh, that's really funny. Because like, like um, Xavier mentioned to me that my Terra Genesis masked my mutant ability. Right. And Reed just goes like, ha! that's it.
1: <laughs> like that gave him the idea and basically refilled the hole with like that. He's concept. like,
0: that's that. I use Terra Yeah. He's like, that's how I would do it. He's like a small enough dose of it wouldn't get rid of it. It would mask it. Mm-hmm. He's like, give me some time. I'll, I'll make it.
1: Yeah, I whip it up for you.
0: Yeah, and, great. And then they leave, and Ben Grimm's like, "I want a, a rematch with that one." <laughs> right. With with the one that punched me. Um. And the the end, like the closing of this issue is that uh, remember how um, Starfire Firestar? Damn it, <laughs> Firestar yeah. is uh, y- you know, sleeping with the enemy essentially. Yes, she's, yes. Like, pretending, she's to pretending, to be,
1: pretending to be a double agent. Yeah. Yeah,
0: because gene Grey told her to do that,
1: mm-hmm. and no one remembers it except for gene and she was dead, but she's not anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, and Firestar does like remembers that it's supposed to be
1: yeah for, yeah but who's going to believe her that's the point
0: right um but she's having dinner with dr stasis the sinister clone and uh they mentioned the fact that um juggernaut did try to make his escape and they're like well we don't know how that happened but like it was a good thing nimrod was there and like he beat him to death essentially mm. and so um i think he beat him to death maybe he just beat him near death. death yeah he beat his head in. Oh, okay. um <laughs> And so uh he yeah, he scheduled him for an autopsy and what they're gonna do is they're gonna take the crystal out and he wants to consume it.
1: Mm, so okay. and I'm like,
0: oh that's the last thing. Yeah we, we don't need a sinister um juggernaut out there. It's just a, it's just a really like solid issue. Duggan's not only progressing the story of the fall of X and the X Men, you know, being underground. Um, but gives a little moment for just like some nice, levity yeah levity and some and some fun character interactions and that like proving yet again that the x-men still or the mutants of Krokoa do have allies even if it seems bleak and the fact that it's not really reflected in other books mm-hmm. so it was nice to have this opportunity to go oh look it's the fantastic four right you know, they've run kind of rocky footing yeah but like it's it's also kind of humanizing for reed so absolutely I this
1: issue. that's great yay the x-men hour
0: x-men
1: uh hayden hamilton says reading predator versus wolverine just made me want to see it done by daniel warren johnson the work and time y'all put in is tr- tr- truly appreciated thank you thank you hayden and yeah no i i wanted that too i'll take aliens and or predators and or crossovers between the two properties by d any day of the week please uh the Telphonics uh busy tonight stopped in to say hi see you in a rewatch thanks very much Telphonics. welcome to the show thanks for being here we'll see you guys next time uh nick barucci thanks for your support man thank you very much for your generosity hey all if you love the show hit that thumbs up this is to you guys mm-hmm. uh likes are free support is priceless i usually get to watch the shows later glad i'm catching it live support from your friends at dynamite thank you very much nick for your support thank you very much for uh your uh continued uh watching the show and uh for the for the good books that are coming out from dynamite like yeah. uh, the gargoyle series that you enjoy so well um uh uh, tyler kruzik thank you very much tyler for your support wraith 1701 thank you for doing what you do y'all are great thank you very much wraith you are great too uh tyler uh kruzik there we go here's the catch up first time i caught you live you benny rob are what got me into comics love you guys for uh thanks for everything you do in the community well thank you very much that's awesome um no no i didn't that was that was just a mistake uh where is that
0: scroll down that, one.
1: that one? Oh, uh, hayden hamilton my last comedy show was in a comic shop in st louis uh, a comic shop a bar and a com- and comedy shows all in one place it's a really cool night slash little venue nice all right well you should have named the show, the the bar man drop it into the chat don't do a super chat for it but just tell people where it is um i've heard that is a thing people do in la so i'm like i'd like oh, to hear that it's uh being done really in, like, in missouri Gert Pactus, I know how you feel about Transformers show after being used to Batman the Animated Series, Gargoyles, X Men, etc. Transformers was being was boring torture as a kid. (laughs) I don't think it's torture, but like I mean, even Thundercats is pretty rough to watch as well. And those shows were toy commercials. There's no denying it. I appreciated them as a child. To some extent, I'd rather write I, as a kid, I would have rather had stories that I made up using the template of a couple of episodes of the show with the action figures. Uh Grayson Red, I'm pro Kokoa era. It's the most interesting and infested. I've been in X Men.
0: I you know, I agree with that. Uh, additionally, as much as there is so much happening, um, it, it does absolutely feel uh penetrable.
1: Yeah like despite the fact there's so many books, like I know people have been people who aren't reading the book or aren't reading the era or aren't reading any of the series are the first to say it's impenetrable and I can't follow it.
0: Right. But like, you know, with the modern length of comics and modern storytelling, um, methods um it, it's a lot easier to read the issues that are there uh because they're a there aren't as many pages and it, the way in which they tell stories it's very different than they did like in the 90s when like for me some of that x-men stuff is impenetrable because it's just it's so busy yeah there's so much happening mm-hmm. whether or not it's a lot of story is one thing but yeah. like, the pages themselves are just like oh my god. yeah
1: well like they're still in they're growing like everything you know, you got people who are writing, who have been writing the book for 16 years. Mm-hmm. You have people who have never written a comic book in their lives. You have people who have never drawn a comic book outside of like their own like pitch deck. And then people who are also using their their art to change the entire like way in which we see, we we view comic books, you know, visually.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: There's a lot of like, it's not going to be a seamless and clean transition. Right, right, right. Um, You know, like we we did a GBU episode on this channel where we uh, just highlighted X-Men number one from Claremont and Jim Lee. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's cool. It's got a lot of cool stickers in it and a lot of great pinups. But like, is it a comic book that you can actually like really read? Eh. right and people really got mad they were like oh you're haters and it's like oh i hate criticism or uh, objectively looking at something from 35 years ago and (laughs) trying to make sense of it or looking at it from an anthropological standpoint but uh, why would i do that when i just want to see like rogue naked just run that for me uh girk pectus says grace randolph and Tess Greener said that they did kill aqua baby and lots of people walked out i don't want to see that but that's the director if that's the director's vision i wouldn't put a lot of stock at what grace randolph says it's not like she works there
0: Additionally if if that is true you just put a spoiler.
1: <laughs> yeah, you just spoiled the entire goddamn movie. Thanks man. Uh CJ cool. Hall up woo, catch you all on the replay.
0: Regardless of how much I don't really care about that. Yeah, movie, I don't care, but like, like it's still not cool. Somebody
1: else does. Rodney Coverdale, hey guys, good work as always and that Transformers book wow, X-Men is so good too. Agreed. Heck yeah. It is. Uh moving on. Uh, what do you want? You want to do the yours? Yeah, yeah. Be, yeah let's do gods Marvel or G O D S. Number one this
0: week, written by Jonathan Hickman, with art by Valerisquiti and colors by Marta Gracia. I just want to give a shout. Oh uh, Marta
1: Gracia, great uh, colorist. Yeah,
0: and like talk about like getting Hox Pox vibes, just because it's like, it's like the, it's you know it has that polish. Yes, it has that look. It has that. I don't know. It's just it's slick and cool looking. Yeah. Um, and it's also Hickman right. writing it um is uh, i think for a lot of people this this book might have uh flown under their radar for a number of reasons one it's ten dollar book it is longer
1: it is longer but not than, like not ten dollars longer
0: it's 64 pages and, 64 and, I, and i think for like a big two book yeah that's not bad that isn't a bunch of um samples basically from from creative teams maybe you're not not that's true it's not
1: like six stories in one it's one
0: by writers that maybe you know and maybe you don't know like this is just one continuous serve for 64 pages i'm like for me it's not bad that's acceptable that's that's not in your budget that there's no shade there no shade um i think this coming on the heels of um ultimate invasion yes uh this was
1: a pleasure to read unlike ultimate invasion i, was gonna which say, was... I think, I
0: think it, it might have hurt people's opinion oh 100 um because I, I think ultimate invasion didn't sit as well with a lot of folks nope uh let me tell you right now though this is not that i know the first issue of ultimate invasion and i i have to tell you i thoroughly enjoyed this book this feels very much like something hickman i'm mean, not that he didn't want to maybe write ultimate invasion this just felt like Hickman's passion and excitement. Yep, like at the beginning of Hawks
1: and Pox. Yeah, this is this is Hawks and Pox. This is uh New Avengers. Like yeah. this is this is Hickman uh, at his marveliest. Yeah, uh, as opposed to Ultimate Invasion, which felt like a homework assignment. Yeah,
0: um, yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I read all four issues of Ultimate Invasion and wasted my money on that one. um th- This is not a waste of money. This is a this is a well executed comic book. It's uh beautiful looking yes. and also well constructed it is also very hickman it is hickmanist it, yes. it's very hickman and there's a lady all in white there is a, there is a okay. there's a there's a like a a macguffin okay hold on there hold is on, a made up bunch of I, stuff
0: i need you to stop because here's what's going to happen is everyone's only going to hear what sal has to say about right. this and then they're going to go from there as opposed to hearing someone who actually understood what was happening in this <laughs> i understood what was happening the fact is i think that this is hickman taking like what he thinks dr strange is and making a new version of it which makes absolute sense that there's going to be a woman all in white because that's his clea
1: right oh no absolutely and i'm
0: like yeah and because there's an entire organization that's that and like it makes sense because of the fact that they are meant to be more of the science side of it like this is shades of aaron this is shades of dr strange this is shades of Constantine this is shades of good omens yeah that's what this book is but it's all through Hickman's lens mm-hmm. and regardless of like Hickman isms I say the Hickman isms are more that it's like snappy dialogue yeah uh wild concepts like things is, that come out of
1: nowhere yeah, it's his strengths a lot of uh all of Hickman's strengths mm-hmm. are being used in this issue
0: yeah but like when you look at win
1: I'm it's like just Dr. Strange. it's
0: Doctor Strange through the lens of Constantine it's not quite him either it's no. not John at all yeah and but it's also not steven yeah like it is its own thing but like when someone asked before like what would it be like if if dr strange and constantine hung out a little bit like some of the you get win that happened here kind of oh. Constantine would be way more of a bad
1: somebody friend. asked is, is there gonna be a is there a big helmet no there's no helmet
0: that's what i'm saying like it's not quite not all of them no not at all
1: no uh, but yeah, no, you're right. There's like, also a quantum leap joke in this. Yes,
0: uh, well, well it's time. a quantum
1: leap theming reference. Yes. I'm like What? Yes. Why is Ziggy in this book? Because, because Zoom.
0: Yeah, well, because like, there's two forces here. There's the natural order of things and the powers that be. And when is is the agent of the powers that be. He's the avatar of it, the only one. And then there's the natural order of things, which is this larger conglomerate uh, that serves a god as well. Like it's all about gods and the people who work for them, essentially. Yes. Um.
1: Or people who claim to be gods. It's not right. Yeah, and then it's not like Zeus.
0: And the natural order of things. Um, that is the like that is uh, uh iko uh who is yes she's dressed all in white. But then you see the rest of the group. they all, all, but because that's their it's idea. The Natural order of things. Mm-hmm. It's meant to be clean. It's like this is how it's meant to be. Mm-hmm, We're mm-hmm. like we approach it from scientific. We approach it from purity by the numbers. And I'm like so it works one hundred percent. Yeah, thematically it,
1: works. They all but, work. But then when
0: you put him in like the red coat and you have him with a woman for yes. a little bit with this white hair and I'm like. I I kind of love this like alternate version of Mm -hmm. Doctor Strange.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And well it's weird. But he's his
0: own guy. It's
1: weird to do this like it's ultimate Doctor Strange.
0: But it's but it's in the
1: 616 and he meets Doctor Strange and knows him personally. Right,
0: because then you have Dimitri who is like us. I cannot wait to figure out how this dynamic works. And that's where I was getting good omens from now. I did not
1: read the books. I watched the first. <laughs> There's season. only one book. You're good.
0: I did not. I only watched the first season of the show, it's, but like that
1: you watch? Yeah. You watch the first season. That's uh, you're, I'm saying. I only watched the first yeah, season. You're good. But
0: like mm-hmm. that, that relationship. Mm-hmm right? Yes. Like that's what I'm getting from Win Dimitri in a way. Yeah, like, I think so. The Two of them. But like, Dimitri is also kind of like his Wong. Like, so yes, like, but it's not like, it's not so derivative and it's not so. Well, it's basic.
1: parallel, but not. Yeah. It's not derivative. It's it, 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 it makes efforts to address those parallels to look like head on. Right. And distinguish from what it is like aping off of.
0: Right. And, and, um, I did note too that uh again I know for a lot of people this sticker it's a lot right but like I said you're still getting 64 pages which when you think about the fact that the normal comic book tends to be
1: 28
0: t- or if that yeah um you know you're getting more
1: right you are getting more you're, you're, like sonic you are just get you are able to get more
0: like if it was supposed to be
1: $5 right if it was you're getting right if you were to double the price and page real estate of a five dollar book yeah you are technically getting more than double
0: yeah so for me i'm like that that is worth it and it also notes that this is an ex- an enormous extra size first issue which makes me think that all the issues going forward will return to a normal price tag and a normal length Yeah. they wanted to do like an image style kickoff for this issue for this yes. book,
1: this book um, should have been a dollar marvel should have eaten the cost and made it a huge book for a buck no dc's done it before they and have and it, it makes but, a lot like, of sense
0: i again like i i just no, I'm okay with this. But I, I agree. Okay I'm just saying because like this is a book I really wanted to read. If you like magic, you're probably going to like this book. If you are like Doctor Strange at all, you're probably gonna like this book. If you liked Good Omens, you might like this book. That's true. You know, like if you like Hickman, you're probably gonna like this book. But it's not just a read for people who like Hickman. I've seen in the chat people are saying like trade weight on it only like if you if if you only if you're bleh, trade weight on if you're not a fan of Hickman. I disagree with that. Trade weight on this if you don't have it in your budget.
1: Right, exactly. If you
0: have any interest in reading this, go grab it. Yeah, You know, because it's not just for people who like Hickman. If you like magic, trust me.
1: Yeah, you're also going to get it. going
0: to enjoy this because there's a lot of it. There's a lot of big concepts. There's a lot of like, you know, like, all right, let, let's learn about this. Let's do some on the street stuff. When goes and deals with something, I'm like, man, I miss when Doctor Strange would go and deal with stuff like this.
1: Yeah, you also get a complete story.
0: You got a full story, you get a background on this character, and then they deal with something larger. And then we move on to the next thing, like what's to come? Yeah. And I'm like, okay. But not
1: in an annoying, like cliffhangery way, right. like in a setup kind of way. So, like, even if you only ever read God's number one, yeah. you are still going to get a full, rich, complete story full of characters, some of whom you do recognize and some of whom you will be introduced to and will get, I think, like the gist of their elements right without much effort
0: right, right this right. is a
1: very it was also a very easy read I, I, it was I, and it's weird compared to ultimate invasion where it was that was very difficult to yes. read not because it was like difficult to understand but more because it was just it was very much work right this was not work this was a fun book mm-hmm. that also just looked good
0: no it looks it well yeah, we'll get into that but like story-wise like the first section of this you are going to get the hickman uh, treatment of like telling story but without like an info dump yeah page, no no it's just a break it's, it's like weird. a chapter break where they're just like here's the past and what we're doing is like hey we need to learn about when right like, who is when let's let's talk a little bit about him let's establish his relationships while also world building like mm-hmm. the first part of this book really serves to set up the character and the world that we're existing in within marvel exactly which i was like this is really well handled and at a good clip
1: yeah yeah you know? no like, i'm
0: like wow well, it's, right.
1: and, and it's funny. It's almost like you imagine that Hickman maybe like had this pitch in his like deck, you know, like ten years ago. But mm. now, after everything that he has worked on, it's it's everything that he does well, right? You know what I mean? But done at a, it, it could have been this could have rung as self indulgent, and it doesn't.
0: Yeah, I also appreciate that like the uh, the like cataclysmic event that occurs in this book that. Groups have to come together. Could literally be told from anyone's perspective. Doctor Doom is there. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah, I would have watched. like absolutely. Doctor Strange is there. Yep. There's a lot of characters. Reed from- Richards is Reed there. Richards is there. Uh, Black Panther is. Yeah, there. T'Challa is there. Makes sense. Like, and honestly, makes sense. They they are gonna tackle this. It's it- also
1: Hickman's favorite characters.
0: <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But like. When you think about them, it makes sense. Yeah. For why that they're there. Because they're tackling things with earth science, they're tackling things with earth magic. And then you know, they're were, they're were gonna tackle it from this other perspective. we're doing all these things, and you see like when being like well, let's do our thing. Um, and that's where that that Constantine vibe yes. and that comes from. So if you like some of Constantine, like maybe you prefer the movie if you prefer the movie you might like this it's not quite that dark
1: Yeah, it's it's yeah
0: <laughs> like grim gritty version of hellblazer no
1: i ama- american constantine's a jerk
0: and sarcastic and
1: sarcastic and you're just kind of like oh okay that's kind of fun the other one is like depressed
0: yeah <laughs> right and and that's what you're going to get here. So if you like that, this might also, win. might be a character you're interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, in terms of art, I, I think Skeety did an incredible job. It, it's it's not often that on a magic themed book that we get art of this caliber mm-hmm. it, from Marvel uh, I feel like it hasn't been like that in a, in a minute, unless it was X themed.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: uh, I really like Skeetie's art. I, I always have. I, I loved uh, his character designs. I think he does an incredible job. He loves those little half gloves. That's a Skeeteism. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I really enjoy the way that he uh, does panel layouts. I really love his characters' emotions. Uh, Marta Grassi, I, did, I think did an incredible job on lighting mm-hmm. in this book, like coloring in general, but like a lot, there's a like great lighting in this, and it's just. It's a very specific look. I've seen it before, but I really appreciated it. You need
1: it with with the magic because yeah. it's going to be fantastic. And you want to go for broke when yeah. it comes to color, lighting, and 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 action.
0: Yeah. And I appreciate that we get a lot within this book of um big bombastic moments, but then like also just some quiet nine-page character. character like, like we get some nine-page panel grids in here and yeah. they work because they're tight. They're conversations. Yep. And I'm like, that really works for it. They're not trying to like do something here other than be like, these two characters have a conversation. I need them to go back and forth. And right. like, I, some of this feels like they're thinking about it more cinematically.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, um, and apparently know. it was part of like a thing. We, we talk about that. The fact that like, apparently this was originally like a TV pitch. Oh, it feels it. It, it, it feels better than that. It
0: like, does. No, no, no. no it, like, it does. I'm it concerned. More grounded.
1: Right. Like, because Hickman pitching this for the MCU, I don't think it would have worked. Yeah. Because as, as much as, there you know there's 10 years worth of movies and shows to work with there's not enough mm-hmm. this feels like it has more gravitas because it's in the comics yeah. so you can despite the fact that hickman invents most things in this book you can draw from mm-hmm. elements that, and it works in as much as like hickman you know I, i've criticized hickman before particularly with infinity with the black order with a yeah. number of items where it's like hickman's like oh man the beyonders like that's something that uh i don't really respect i'm gonna make up my own thing and like oh man the black order the children of thanos this is the thing that i invented even though i have a template that i could use and oh man here comes the like the inheritors the thing that i just invented for this story and like oh man like and it feels like it's all part of this whole universe even though it totally doesn't but like this actually because he's done that so many times this feels like oh you've done it again but it's it's in a it's in a corner of the marvel universe where yes. you're like oh that's fine like yeah. it doesn't it doesn't it doesn't detract from or overcast anything it's not like you know doorman would did that in a story or dr strange already addressed this like there's elements i mean even the the the, the two camps where win is and where his wife is that's made up yeah but like who cares
0: right right right. like it's
1: it's in no part a detraction or or derivative or makes you feel like oh he's lazy and he's just making up stuff Well,
0: like i said that's like the good omens
1: element yeah of it Oh, yeah, that feels like, very it's good. It's
0: like Good Omens and Doctor Strange and Glia. Mm-hmm. You know, she's from the dark dimension. Right. It's like, you know what I mean? Like, it's, it's a story that's been told a million times by a million different creators. So, like, why not let Hapin take a, a, oh, yeah, a shot no. at it? But it well. doesn't,
1: like, take away from the Marvel Universe. No. He's just adding to it. And you no, can, no, You no. can play with it. And I,
0: and I appreciate the fact that I think what makes it feel like less that he's just making everything up is because, A, we're dealing with magic. And, B, he includes so many characters from the Marvel Universe alongside his new creations out of the gate. Exactly you know, they're they're working within the scope of the Marvel universe. Totally. um, And not just being like, well, I don't need you because like, whatever, like Mm -hmm. you start the book off with Steven and Wynn having a a conversation that is then echoed at the the end. end. Like, it's like, here's what's happening right now. Mm -hmm. We'll get back to that and then fill you in. That That was a great moment. I love it, but I love him being like, this is the Marvel universe.
1: Yes. Yeah. Right, but it's the more marvel- it, it has to address it is the, the marvel- fact
0: that like my guy kind of reminds you of Doctor Strange and every thought I was doing a Doctor Strange book. So yeah. let's, let's just get into he it. He must have been doing it. <laughs> Bless yeah. you. Um so like from for me, this was like it hit out of the park. It hit it was everything I was looking for right now. Yeah. Um, and I'm glad I read it after reading Doctor Strange this week because again, I'm enjoying the Doctor Strange run. I am enjoying Jed McKay on this book, but like this book, this God's book really, yeah it's, like was, it's, I was like, wow, it's doing this it. is what I've been missing. Yes, that's how it felt like for me.
1: yeah. I don't maybe they will raise it, the bar. Maybe, maybe it'll make the Marvel people go like, oh we need to do we need to really step up our game. Yeah. You know? We can't just let Jed McKay do whatever the hell he wants. And right.
0: Everything. And I appreciate it because it is magic. And because he's not trying to tie it into what's happening right now, this could be a little more evergreen. Yes. Which I appreciate. I appreciate that a lot. We're like, this is going to hopefully be a really great collection. At yeah. The, end of the day, like again, we're one issue in, but it's a one oversized, incredibly large issue. So you really get a feel for this world, get a feel for these characters. You get a feel for the tone of it. Yeah. Um. So for me, one hundred percent. Yeah, big a, recommend. A definite pickup and a recommend. But I completely understand based on its price tag. People, Outside your budget. Yeah, like people going like, you know, what, I'm gonna wait. I totally get
1: that. I mean, the reality is, this book will not be ten dollars in the back issues bins in two months.
0: Probably not, because like I do feel like a lot of people skipped w- it. We're like mm, a lot much. of people, and skipped I don't it. like. I don't like how right ultimate invasion worked out uh,
1: yeah totally yeah that's true that. ultimate invasion might have hurt this book in a big way we'll
0: see. I, um, I have no idea. No or the fact that look it's
1: magic and it. magic is a tough sell mm-hmm. but uh mm-hmm. this is a this is a good book pick yeah. it up uh uh altas bane says do you expect that in the next 18 months the x-men are operating out of a school in upstate new york I no I, I i i want that i'm i like you know the biggest change for the marvel universe that i liked Is a 25 year old idea, which is maybe 20 years old is the uh, not 20 years old, which is Avengers Tower, Mm,
0: mm, mm.
1: which like I'd like I'd like that Mm. Xavier Tower. Or Tower of X, like they move into where the Avengers Tower used to be. (laughs) I would like that if we're going to change things, but make it like kind of the same, like I'll take an X-Men Tower. I know it's not the treehouse, but like, you know something like that
0: they already got that
1: though it's true not guy. anymore it's empty yeah. and they can burn it but like yeah. i uh like yeah i don't expect that to happen uh Peach, the only marvel books i've read are all the ultimate universe and claremont x-men can i hop on to gods or should i wait until i read more marvel
0: i think you can because it's set against the marvel universe but like all the information you're getting is new information it's true there's, so there's not a
1: lot of deep cuts no
0: you're very much on the same page as us as long as you like can physically write. like i know that that's
1: Doctor, Doctor Strange. Strange. You will, <laughs> you will know that that's Wong and Doctor Strange and literally everybody else except for the ones that you recognize are new characters. Yeah, it's funny. It that actually keys into something that I I saw recently, which was um like this this dumb terrible meme that somebody posted on like socials like years ago, mm-hmm. which was like where do I need to start to read a Western comic book? And like, well, you got to read the golden age. Then you got to get to this and then you got to read 444 pages. And then like, when, where do I need to start for manga? A chapter one. (laughs) Uh, I think that's terrible and stupid, but also like it's wrong because the Western comic book industry has been trying desperately over the last like hundred years Mm -hmm. to get new readers and to make it new reader friendly. So every new arc is a new place to start. Like, Every comic book according to Stanley is ever, is someone's first, first comic yeah. book and so it's like when it comes to if i want to read a, a superhero comic where do i start start with the new one and then work your way back and ask a socially responsible fan where you might want to start don't ask like the comic book store owner he's probably like going to tell you to buy every volume on his shelf right, right, right. but like you know don't ask a like armchair jackass that you know who likes comic books like ask a reasonable person where you would start or what they recommend, because yeah. it really is about like recommending just like wherever like you can start wherever and work your way backwards. Like new fans are born from jumping in on issue 362 and then working their where forwards or backwards mm-hmm. and like going i really like this story i really like this character or who the hell are they talking about well i'll just go find out the internet exists mm-hmm. google the name and the publisher just literally go like i don't know who that person is name plus marvel and you'll get their like wikipedia or fandom page right, right, then you can right. read everything that it has about and then if, if something that sounds intriguing about like if if some paragraph you're like whoa what happened there it cites the book go check it out like it's, it couldn't be easier to jump into comic books it's just daunting because most people who are polluting the conversation are teenagers who are new to it and who are like opinionated and strong-willed and so when they're like intimidated by something like issue 625 or Wait, issue 30 but
0: they, shouldn't they go like
1: no it should have been new because i'm new well,
0: that, to the world but i i don't know i think that's what, like I don't know about that because if they read manga, like some of those mangas are so like,
1: yeah, well, and that's the other thing is like, oh yeah, started at volume one, but it doesn't get good until volume seven. So, you know, and it's going to be 30 years in between those volumes. And so, you know, you're going to have a slog between books two to seven, but after eight, it gets really good. And then it dips down around volume 13, but then around volume 22, it gets way better. Like that's comic books too. too. It's the same effing thing. So like no one's better than anyone else. Uh, Cat Larry will defend for treats, says, uh, "Hey, pop, I wish I was. There was a Batman reptilian type of, type approach to Alien Predator at Marvel. Sinister Six getting killed and Spider Man solving the case. Lol, like, that'd be that'd be fun, right? Yeah, I mean, we'll get Predator versus Spider Man at some point." If, if if people buy predator versus wolverine
0: right but yeah uh, batman i just short done weird yeah that's guns. all i want
1: i don't no. want it to be like written by garth dennis every time but like i'll take it That's fair that's like a predator book written by Garth you kidding me hulkzilla thanks for your support you. uh ken barbie i have no idea what you're talking about asm 1000 jms jr jr the end thoughts i mean i'd read it, uh, it if you're pitching that i'm in if you're saying that's a thing that people are talking about i didn't see that okay so that's what I'll say about that. Uh, BK Sakuga, uh, will you guys be at New York Comic Con? Due to work Sunday is the only day I can go. Hope you were there. Uh, we will be Tiffany and I will be there. No guarantees on Ben and Ethan. Ben and Ethan will be there Friday and Saturday. Um, Red Hood fifty two Tower of X is definitely asking for the tower to be destroyed, that's especially in the target in the tarot imagery that we saw before the Krakoa era. Yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah, it all gets destroyed. The mansion blew up ten times before we got to Krakoa. The Baxter building got shot into space three times. The Stark Tower was collapsed by the Hulk in World War Hulk and was rebuilt between the panels. You can definitely have Tower of X and have it be destroyed and rebuild it. It's okay. Batman 138. Uh, from Chip Zdarsky, with art by Jorge Jimenez, sees the continuation of uh, the Gotham War while also deepening the Gotham War in a fun way, where it's like, oh, okay, so this is what it's really about. Yeah, um, seen
0: that image before?
1: Um, it's you know, it, it
0: the image of the candlelight and the and oh,
1: that's that's the that that is a. Uh, When Batman indoctrinated Dick Grayson into the war, they do this. You saw it most recently in Dark Crisis.
0: Thank you. I was like, where did I see this? This
1: is, it's a classic image Mm -hmm. of like Batman making this child take an oath to dedicate his entire life to fighting a war that he created because his mommy and daddy were killed when he was an eight year old. But, uh, (laughs) So Batman's obviously nuts and he's like freaking out and he's like every every time to- every minute that I'm spending fighting you guys every minute that you guys are allowing crimes to take place in Gotham is another 8-year-old boy being killed in an alley. I'm freaking out right now. Uh Wait, being, an
0: 8-year-old boy being killed in an alley? I'm now? sorry, 8
1: an 8-year-old boy being like losing Orbit. his family. Okay. Yeah. Uh but like, you know, it's I, I obviously Batman is being corrupted by the Zarna influence. Uh, I don't know even know if Zarna even appears in this issue, but I do know that like Essentially, the entire Bat Family except for the sociopath are against Batman, and so Batman has to fight them. He kidnaps Jason Todd and then injects him with like a horrible uh, new variant on the jo- on, on the uh, uh, Scarecrow toxin, so that if Jason like gets in gets into any like altercation fear will immediately cripple him and keep him from doing anything. Uh, this way you're saved. Now you don't have to do anything. You don't have to worry about ever being Red Hood or or, or, or dedicating your life. You, you failed basically. Like you shouldn't be a Robin. You shouldn't be a Red Hood. Like you've completely failed and your betrayal of me is in, is indicative of the fact that like I failed on you. And so like, I'm just going to take you off the board. And so now like, we'll just do this to you. So now you'll never have to worry about being a problem ever again. And you can you can just live a normal life. You're welcome. And he's basically thinking about this about all the Robins because they have all betrayed him in some way. And like, we're indi- we're indicating that like Zadarski's playing with this idea that Batman is like, you know, people like Sal who complain about how Batman has a too big family and he's not like a loner who hangs out with Jim Gordon all the time. Like that's bad because Batman grows and changes and evolves. And like now, like this is the normal state of affairs is Batman is a huge family and he's more well adjusted, but if he if, if he goes back, it's because he's not well adjusted and he needs to we need to illustrate this through an event like this. Mm. Um, so, you know, because he's obviously telling himself, it's like, we'll, I'll just take all the children off the board and then I will like be back to basics. And that's really the way it should be. And it's like, obviously, since it's coming out of the mouth of a psychopath, you're not supposed to buy it or agree with him. Um, I happen to to agree with him, but I also don't uh, agree with the idea of destroying and dismantling the entire Bat family to do it, nor do I think that the idea of character assassinating Bruce Wayne or Batman is also a way to do it. But obviously that's not the case. Batman's been infected by some kind of, like, you know, problem. The Zerna influence taken over. I also don't think you can walk that back in, like, an arc. uh, But I also have a theory about that as well. We'll talk about that in a minute. But uh, this issue, we deepen the whole Vandal Savage thing. Uh, I think that like, I don't know, we've indicated that like the meteorite that gave Vandal Savage's immortality is also linked with the Lazarus pits. And so Ra's Ghoul Ghul and Vandal Savage are uh, inexorably linked to each other. And uh, so that's why Vandal Savage took over the Batcave because he's in this book now and, the woman that like teams up with Catwoman, who's part of the Gotham Wars, actually Vandal Savage's daughter, whose name is Scandal Savage, Fart, And uh, that's fun in its own way. I actually laughed. I didn't, like, if you say it out loud, it sounds terrible. But like, if you're reading it, you're like, nah, Scandal Savage. I mean, whatever at this point, who cares? Anyway, but uh, yeah. So anyway, she's clearly like working. Oh, the whole thing is that like, the Gotham war is Selena's like, Oh, I know we'll like, we'll take over the underworld of Gotham and make them all pinky swear not to kill anybody and only attack the 1% and not kill anybody when they're doing that either. And not rob regular people. And that'll be like the way we win. And then scandal Savage is like, yeah. And they'll also be inducted into the league of assassins. <laughs> and it's like, Oh, that's, that's why it's going on. Okay. Like, all right. Uh, Selena's an idiot. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I don't know if like Selena knows that's because I mean like you could easily be like Selena's like that man, where she's like, Yeah, I know. I knew it. I needed to figure out what you were planning, scandal. Um But yeah, it's uh you know, it's a scene, man. Um from infecting your son with a debilitating virus that will keep them from being their truest self to beating the living hell out of your other children in the street and then the idea is that he's like oh like i'll he hits them with nets and like then the police show up and he's like they'll get arrested their identities will be made public and then they can't be robins anymore and then they can just go be normal Then they don't have to like worry about like screwing with my mission anymore because like it was a mistake to bring in robins and uh, and then it'll just be me and that's the way it should be and they're like you're gonna get out too, and he's like i don't care uh, bruce wayne sucks he's nobody mm-hmm. he i i created bruce wayne to protect you <laughs> like i just want to be Batman. And I'm like, yeah, that's just Zerna. Um No, uh, somebody's like, wait, Scandal's working with Zandal Savage. No, Scandal is Zandal Savage's daughter, and yes, she's working for Zandal Savage. Um, yeah, it's uh, it, it, it's it's ridiculous. I'm actually kind of enjoying it. It's silly what? and weird. It's just kind of like based
0: on what you just said. Of like, how is this, what, what? It's
1: just it's just like okay. Like it's 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 um. It, what's the is there like a is there like a food? You can like, like analogy where you just throw like a kitchen sink. Like I'll just throw everything in the refrigerator into this pot, and now we have a dinner. Yeah, that's what this is. Just throw everything, everything in there, and and it's and it somehow becomes edible. It's just so stupid, but also like fun. That's what Batman is at this point. When Batman has had like ten Robins, and like they're all his sons, including his biological son, who's actually a test tube baby that was made by the League of Assassins. Like and he's got a super secret evil personality. That's not really evil, but also is that will take over his mind. Like it's, that it's all really stupid.
0: So when you're a Batman fan long enough, do you just become Garth Ennis?
1: Right. You just go, ah, who cares? Superheroes are dumb. Like Batman, Batman, especially. Yeah, it is gumbo. Batman, Batman gumbo. That's what this whole damn, the the Gotham, the Gotham war. Cause okay. Sadarsky got screwed hard twice. With both street-level, night-dwelling work? characters, probably. <laughs> but uh, Daredevil, he wanted to do a story about like Daredevil. And one of his arcs, Marvel went, make that an event. And it'll basically be like Civil War 4. And no- everyone was like, what? I don't want Civil War 4. And it was really short and had no repercussions.
0: Right.
1: And everyone went, what the fuck? And Chip's like, well, I didn't really want to do that, but like they they made me. And this is clearly just like an arc that he wanted to do. It was mostly about Vandal Savage and Catwoman. And DC clearly went like, make it an event and call it Gotham War. And he's like, what? Another war that I didn't ask for? Damn it. And then did it. Stop
0: starting wars.
1: Yeah. Well, no, he's not starting the wars. The publisher's making him call them wars and then turning them into events. And he's like, I don't want to do that. All right. Well, here we are. So here we are. And just like, if it weren't a war and if it weren't an event, And if it wasn't spanned across multiple titles, I think you'd enjoy this more. And when I say you, I mean readers. And it's just like, all right, it's just a mess. It's a big, silly mess, especially when you've had a character that's been going on for this long Mm. with this much continuity. You know, people are talking about like, Oh, you're uh, what about character progression? I'm like, I mean, this is, this is the inevitability of character progression is like when you have a character that like the, the, the world that the majority of the world knows as one thing and the minority of the world who are the majority of comic book readers know him as another thing, right? Like the world knows him as a crime fighting loner who sometimes teams up with Superman, Mm -hmm. who maybe has a Robin. They might know that much because of Adam West. And then a proportionately non-existent amount of people who are also the only people who read the comic books who are like, um, actually, Batman is a father to at least five to, to seven children yeah. who has been like a genius and a world-changing like totem and all this other stuff. And when you try to reconcile those two worlds, you're going to get Gotham War. Yeah. So like, I don't have a solution for you. I'm just reading the book and talking about it. Right, right you know it, it's like the hulk in endgame where he's like look we're talking about time travel either all of it's a joke or none of it is like we're, we're, we're talking about <laughs> we're talking about batman number 138 like either all of it's still stupid or none of it is like it's either going to be silly and weird or it's going to be like fun and engaging right and i i can't help you like all i know is while i was reading i was like <laughs> i mean like a a lesser writer a person who's not capable of writing or a person who got the job because they were twelve years old and mm-hmm. like they they lied on the resume. I'm looking at YouTube Shooter. Uh, like, would <laughs> would make this really hacky and like right. maybe the concept is overall hacky. Over like, look, I have a theory about this whole Zerna thing that okay. it's going to be like a, an alien symbiote that like took over his body. Like I genuinely think at some point or another it's going to be revealed that Batmite manifested in Batman's psyche or like took over his body and like took the form of the Zeranah personality. So the Batman is 100% not culpable for any of this. And he's like, I took over, like, you know, I just wanted to be part of you. You know, it's going to be like the alien costume saga, but it's by way of a fourth dimensional imp. And it took the form of the purple costume that Grant Morrison was a fan of. And so it'll be this, like, it'll it's it's going to get sillier before it gets over, is what I'm saying. It's going to get sillier before it's over, folks. I don't think that that's necessarily, and, and that's a theory of mine. I don't think it's it's not grounded in any reality. No one's told me anything about it. I'm just saying, I think that either, like, it's a because I, here's here's how it's all going to link together. You ready for this? Because here we go. Okay. Fail safe. Big stupid robot that uh-huh. has no personality that has a, a consciousness downloaded into his mind and flew away. Yeah. That's a great vessel for the Zeronot character. Yeah. So like when Batman purges Batmite or the Zoranar character, who's just like an alien symbiote or whatever, it's going to jump onto the Eddie Brock of this world, which is the Zoranar, which is the failsafe robot. And then Batman will have a new villain in the form of Batman of Zoranar, but as a separate character that he can literally punch. I think that's where we're going with this. Okay. And if that's the case, I'm kind of going to jump out of my chair and clap my hands. Because like, <laughs> who gives a shit at this point? Like, I feel like I'm going insane. So anyway, uh, Uh, that's a book and it looks great.
0: Okay. That's something.
1: Uh, Ken Barbie says, how do you feel about the comics journal Kirby interview about what he said about Stan, not co-creating anything. Marvel uh, method, just a ruse for co-credit. No. Uh, uh, At the end, Kirby was, you know, deeply resentful and bitter and didn't have like, he, he, there's always, the, the truth is in the middle. It's never like all Stan and it's never all Kirby. Mm. It's, it's two men who had very strong convictions. Mm -hmm. And like, when you, when you laugh at me saying that Stanley had convictions, it's like, no, Stanley's convictions were to be PT Barnum of Marvel. Yeah, Like he he believed in that so much that he sacrificed being authentic for being that, you know, he was bald, (laughs) right? Like, you know, that's a hairpiece yeah like he looked 50 years older when he first started working at marvel so like and and jack had had his own convictions i mean so did steve ditko but you just wouldn't agree with him most of the time because of his political leanings like but you know people said he was really uh like he had a high integrity and it's like yeah he did for his own personal beliefs yeah jack stan steve all of them have strong personal beliefs and convictions and those guided their opinions and feelings and i think there are some moments where you like you saw the two of them like hugging in pictures and other times where like they wouldn't like jack wouldn't talk to him you know it's 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 really dependent on how these men felt at the at the time you know especially when like one of them was doing better financially than the other yeah you know jack didn't want to turn himself into a effing brand because he jack kirby was not an influencer you know what i mean <laughs>
0: He was a creator
1: he was a creator and I, I believe Stan was too, but it also he was a carnival barker. Um, Lawrence Perry, thank you guys for recommending Saga. Loved it. Yay! Tiffany recommended Saga. I never recommended Saga. Well, thank you for doing me credit. J Man <laughs> Twenty Seven, Joe Star. I did like the line that Batman doesn't care about his about his Bruce Wayne felt true. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I don't give a shit about Bruce Wayne. Uh, uh, who needs that? But that's just their talking for him.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Um, so yeah, uh, let's talk about Loki.
0: Oh my God, I totally forgot that we were gonna do that.
1: I know. Loki season two episode <laughs> one. Uh, I uh, we watched it. We watched the first episode. Yeah, we have screeners, but I don't want to watch it with my name plastered across it. Streaming from my phone to my TV. Yeah, I'd rather. So great. I'll just wait.
0: I'll just wait, we'll just, watch just wait and watch it with everybody else.
1: But uh, yeah, Loki. Um, you know, it takes a, it takes place immediately after where the last one took uh, left off. Uh, it almost has no bearing uh, whatsoever on uh, any other element of the Marvel universe, despite the fact that Loki season one in the final episode, like kicks off the new status quo of the phase of Marvel with Mm -hmm. the multiverse and everything. Uh, And I think it's all the better for it. It's just its own thing. It's it, it it has implications of the larger MCU, but also has absolutely nothing to do with it. and doesn't, doesn't care. It wants to tell its own story so far and I'm really enjoying it. Um, It's well shot. It's, it's well acted. It's well directed. The first episode that is. (laughs) Uh, And, (laughs) uh, and the effects look really good.
0: Tiffany, uh, yeah. I, what I appreciated was how much it feels like just a continuation.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know, like there was been a significant amount of time, yeah. in between. Um, so it would have been really easy to. I mean, I'm sure if you watch it back to back, there's some changes. You know, I'm yeah. sure, like in terms of lighting or whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah, people, whatever. Like, for the most part, the feel is there, and I think that's a, a, a big deal. Yes. Um. And uh, yeah, the quality was definitely just there, and I I I was like, all right, I feel like. I needed to rewatch the first season so I'm really thankful for that opening recap. Uh, recap but even still I was kind of like uh-oh I don't remember a lot of what happened because it was a while ago.
1: Yeah. Yeah, Ish. we need to rewatch it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so maybe I'll have to go back and check out a little bit more of of that um the first season but for the most part I think the first episode did a really good job of being like Listen. Here's what happened. Let's just get into it. Right. And uh, yeah, you know, new, new, new cast members. I'm, I'm here for them. Yeah. For sure. Yes. So that, that's what I got.
1: Right. Yeah. I, I, I like it. I like the. Uh, you know, I'm not. Uh, I don't care about Sylvie anymore. I kind of figured like her arc kind of ended when she killed Kang. Mm-hmm. But um, obviously, she's gonna be the main through line for the entire series. There's no question in my mind about that. Like yeah. that, it's gonna be all about her or the very least like about reconnecting with her and finding her and then whatever she wants, we'll just make the show about that. Right. right um, right. I, I just, I I'm certain that's going to be the case, but, uh, I, uh, I I'm here for everything else. And there's, you know, there, there's so much more that, uh, I'm hopeful that it will be, you know, redeeming and, and, and engaging. Right. So far, I just, it's the best looking Marvel thing in a long time. looks better than any of the shows. Yeah um but i'm also concerned because like i think did we talk about this the fact that like the first episode of ms marvel like it had so much character and so much personality and like even though it wasn't like for me necessarily but like so a, did this
0: yeah but this is a second season this is so yeah like, you know it's already ingrained no it's to true how it's, gonna, how it's gonna go and how it's gonna look yeah so.
1: i'm just worried because like ms marvel eventually just went and like i'm i'm worried that the first like they put a lot of effort in the first episode and the second episode is gonna go I, know, I,
0: I you know what's funny is i don't i have no idea how involved he is but i feel like tom hiddleston wouldn't allow that to happen
1: he is a producer on the show yeah like i he, can imagine being like don't don't you don't you moonlight me
0: he really like he's embraced this character he embraces the world that they live in i, I think he really enjoys making the show yeah so I, do, I don't really worry about that too much
1: that's fair yeah i'll just say it out loud but i yeah, do fair. uh yeah i like it a lot and everyone's great yeah yeah there's a theory benny pitched a theory and uh i was like oh no i kind of like it yeah that um mobius yeah is actually a variant of thor
0: oh that's interesting
1: where i was like oh and then i build off that where i'm like wait a minute what if it what if it is like the the, that it odin cast him out and he never felt worthy so he just lived on on midgard as a man you know so he he never tries to lift mjolnir again and then like around like the like fourth to last episode you know the second to last episode he does and he becomes thor but it's like owen wilson thor he's like
0: wow he's like my name was eric masterson
1: if it was eric masterson i'd be very okay with that yeah
0: yeah when he finds out his, his his true name like yeah. his real
1: name yeah like... i'd be very okay <laughs> with uh with with owen wilson with mobius technically being eric masterson <laughs> and then put him in the marvel universe like let's go um
0: it's better than me going like so ouroboros is kang right oh sure we'll become the new kang
1: oh that's such a good idea. that's a way better idea yeah yeah just make him kang because like kang. we looked up marvel's like marvel comics Zorbos. they're just doing they just took the name yeah <laughs> it nothing to do with anything <laughs> um i'm also kind of like here's here's another question i have about the show it's like where is thor i know it's like the show's about loki but like some of the movies like why can't thor be in the show
0: because this is about time and
1: yeah, so, like, you could have any version no of Thor. doesn't
0: know what's happening. No, but it doesn't matter.
1: Like, my point is, Chris Hemsworth would be in it. Oh, sure. So put him in it.
0: Get Liam Hemsworth. He's a different Thor. No!
1: He's the Witcher now. He can't He can't come. But, yeah, anyway. You
0: get Harry Cavill.
1: <laughs> That'd be hilarious. He's a variant.
0: He's like, I'm Bittery Bill, hey. No. <laughs> it'd be amazing i don't want him to be
1: Becav- beta ray bill i want
0: henry cavill to be beta ray bill because you'd never see him no
1: he's just he's just, just like, mo-capped
0: just no reason to have like him. vin diesel
1: you know he's, <laughs> he plays a tree he's not even physically there yeah that's great yeah i do want beta ray bill i want somebody with a crazy voice to be beta ray bill
0: he's got a crazy voice
1: who's that guy we were talking about that we we were like oh he was in gravity Falls. he, he was not in gravity falls i <laughs> thought it was him
0: oh the guy who plays the queen's helper and uh princess diaries yes that guy yeah that
1: guy he should play uh, beta ray bill is he alive i don't know i don't think he is actually baby, <laughs> never mind just get somebody with a crazy voice but yeah anyway uh let's recommend some comments that come out this week that we think you should check out tiffany take it away
0: oh man all right let's do it uh wolverine number 38 is coming out this week yay it's, it's, you know it's wolverine teaming up with cap i love that
1: yep I always love that pairing.
0: They've been through the war together.
1: Been Which one? Together. Most of them.
0: Most of them. They, they've been through wars. Yeah. Uh, They were both there, even if they weren't next to each other. X-Men Red number 16. It's Apocalypse's kids. Yeah. They're, they're here. They're doing their thing. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We're... A lot of words
1: on the cover for no reason.
0: Well, uh, I think it's because there's a thing in the back. There's a backup. Oh, okay. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. So they're trying to advertise for that. Using yeah. the power of the comics. So that, that, that's fine. I'm not, that's, I'm not going to necessarily read this. But it's like, hey, listen. But I want to give a shout out to it. Um, but uh, Wesley Dodd is getting a comic. Yeah. And everybody, Wesley Dodd, the Sandman, part of the Dawn of DC. It's written by Robert Venditti. Venditti? Yep. With by Raleigh Rossimo. So it's a great pairing.
1: I, I love... If
0: you are a fan of Wesley Dodd's, Go check it out. I mean, maybe I'll pick it up, but I don't know. Maybe. We'll, we'll see. said
1: Keith David is Beta Ray Bill. Yay.
0: Oh! In a heartbeat. Yeah,
1: 100%. No, you know he'll be in the MCU? Some guy named Steve. Her, 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 her. Like Bill Murray. <laughs> anyway.
0: Uh, the Hunger and the Dusk number 3. Uh, G. Willow Wilson uh, from, from IDW. I love this, this fantasy book. It's a lot of fun.
1: Wouldn't it be cool if you interviewed her at New York Comic Con about this book?
0: Yeah, it would be. You think
1: you guys would watch it?
0: Better if it happened. If it happened. If it happened, I'd, I'd expect you all to watch it. Yeah, It'd support me because <laughs> I get nervous about Getting things.
1: I get nervous. i nervous
0: right now, thinking about the possibility of it happening.
1: Yeah. Cap- oh my god! <laughs> I
0: just wanted to throw this out there. Stephanie Phillips is writing a book, obviously for uh Halloween. <laughs> it's called Cap Wolf and the Howling Commando. Great
1: idea, because there already is a Howling Commandos, and there is a Cap Wolf establishment. So, yeah, genius
0: i mean <laughs> look at
1: this. yeah listen there's a long-standing history of captain america turning into a wolf so I freaking
0: love it um also there's a bat label a bat label hey i'm not wrong there's a black label book uh coming out from dc called batman city of madness number one uh written and drawn by christian ward
1: yes christian ward's been hyping up this book a lot he's very excited he wants to see people buying he says if, if you like arkham asylum a serious house in serious earth or the court of owls etc uh then you you will probably want to read this Look book at
0: this. I just, it's crazy looking i just love the way it looks it, it, i'm yeah i'm gonna check it out
1: yeah you right. will definitely check it out.
0: i am i'm am definitely gonna check it out don't you tell me i'm not gonna check it out i'm yeah. gonna check it out yeah you should you're, you're gonna it's gonna be so checked out you mm-hmm. won't be even checked in
1: it's, yeah i guess that's true yeah i got him uh, well, I, myself, am reading, obviously, uh, Superior Spider-Man is returning with Ryan Stegman on art. Uh, I'm going to check that out. It's called The Superior Spider-Man Returns number 1. Uh, definitely check that out. Dan Slott, Christos Gage uh, paired together, uh, and obviously with Ryan Stegman on uh, art as well. Why is there so
0: much art? Dan Slott, Stegman, Bagley, Cam and Coley.
1: Umberto Ramos, Giuseppe Cam and Coley. Yes, all three. Well, because they all worked on The Superior Spider-Man, except for Mark Bagley, but... Who cares? He's great. Uh, so yeah, no, it's, it, it's going to be exciting to see that return, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I'll read it. Super uh, Superboy uh, man of tomorrow. I believe this is the end of the series is number six. So uh, if you enjoyed the series, you should definitely enjoy it uh, yourself. Uh, wrap up this book. It's a uh, new status quo for Connor. Uh, now that he's returned um, also Batman and Robin number two from Joshua Williamson and Simone DeMeo. Uh, You will never, you will, you have never seen a Batman book that looks like this. It's insane. Uh, also establishes a new villain that may have been uh, debuted uh, in conversation on our show, All Stars. So check that out. Also, Danger Street number 10. We're getting dangerously close to the end of the series. Uh, I have never read more than one issue of this book. Uh, I am literally buying it in, uh, like, physical and then just putting it aside. I will sit down and read the entire series later. But I'm at this point, I trust King. Uh, sight unseen. The cover's, again, just like, oh, my God, this book is so good. Uh, looking and
0: i'm gonna find that cover in a minute oh i didn't even recognize that what what (laughs) i fixed it
1: yeah right sweet
0: i did not know what i was looking for
1: it's the creeper
0: that's crazy
1: right it's just a, just a great looking book. That's uh, I believe Fornez does the covers on those and he's going to be in New York Comic-Con too. I'm going to try and get him to sign my Rorschach. We'll see what happens. But uh, yeah.
0: You got anything else that's coming out that you're going to read?
1: I'm sure that there's other things that I'll probably read.
0: But this is the this, Comic-Con enough. week is always rough.
1: It is. Cause yeah, I'm not going to read it this week because I'll have to be driving back and forth into the city every day for the next five days or so. Uh, so, yeah, uh, thank you so much to our Super Chatters for sponsoring today's show. Thank you to the people in the chat for watching today's show. Thank you for those of you who are watching the show after the fact. We do appreciate you as well. And if you're listening to the show, give us a five-star rating on the audio podcasting network of your choice. Uh, and share it with a and friend. And share it with a friend, if you would, please. Uh, we'll see you guys next time with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Of course, stay tuned for more. If you'd like to see a little peek of what it's like to walk around on a comic book floor, or Comic-Con floor, you should definitely check out our video on Baltimore Comic-Con. It came out on Saturday. It's here on this channel. Uh, it's just a cute little video. I think it's less than four minutes long. It's not much of a commitment, but it's also just a cute little video with apparently some funky music people really enjoyed. So check out that episode as well. And, of course, more. Watch Tiffany on twitch.tv slash comic Plays video games on Tuesdays and Wednesdays normally although i don't know about this wednesday she might i think she's hosting a back issue so you'll see <laughs> I I but uh we'll see you guys next week with another episode of off the rack here on this channel like the video subscribe to our channel thanks a lot for watching everybody i'm sal i'm tiffany long everybody thanks a lot for watching bye everybody bye, bye.